Here we are again. Did you miss it? Did I miss for being here? Yeah. It was pretty nice. Yeah, it was pretty nice. Pretty fun. All right. So do we do we still have to do the introduction? We still have to do an introduction, don't we? I mean, yeah, sure. I would I would assume it's probably, a good, idea probably a good idea to always do the opening oh introduction. Gosh. Well, as always, my name is Nathan. I'm the uh, tour guide for the worst religious journey of your life. And go ahead. I'm Elisha Rogers. Back. Go by James. Yeah. The Baptist guy. <laughs> the Baptist guy. That's probably the easiest way to be <laughs> well, remembered. I had a couple of ideas, but you already have your Bible ready, so I'm just curious if you already had something. No, I just opened my Bible. Well, I figured it'd be easier just to open it. And just, so case, there was nothing that you were like had? You were no, reading it out there. No, I, yeah, I was just reading. I was, I, I was waiting on you, and I was like, ah, I got my Bible right here. Good time to read. And what were you reading? G, uh, John, I, chapter 1, Gospel of John. Uh, what was it? What was it? It was talking about God being the Word, Jesus being the Word of God. You know, it's one of the best one of my favorite chapters in the bible is you know in the beginning was the word word was with god and the word was god and then you go to like a couple verses later and it says the word was made flesh it's one of the biggest claims in the bible about you know jesus being god yeah and so oftentimes if i'm just sitting around it's what i read because john's really blunt he's not you know i love i love matthew matthew's my favorite gospel just because he gives you all the details possible we just show them in there but john's like hey in the beginning was God. God was Jesus. And it just puts it out there immediately. In one chapter, he covers what most of them cover in like five. Yeah, I don't want to like totally just butcher an entire culture, but uh, I think the Egyptians have something pretty close to when they first started writing. They had something that was like in the beginning there was the truth. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, there's, it's pretty common. It's like this idea that there's an absolute truth. Yeah. You Because, know, I mean, technically in any religion you'd have that because there has to be something and that something has to be truth truth would make the most sense yeah, exactly and absolute truth is in some sense like an ideal of god i've heard many people use that like there's like an absolute truth and that that is god you know sure and because without god there's no absolute truth there's no right wrong none of that it's all just subjective nonsense that we can all debate about forever <laughs> so yeah, so uh, I don't know. I wanted to do a. So we've talked a bit about this uh, whole. Uh, what would you do if someone came up to you, and yeah. they were like, "I only have like thirty minutes left," or something weird like that, and they were like, "Tell me about God, before I die." Uh-huh. So I wanted, I wanted to do that. I wanted to like say, pr- "Let's pretend life's right, gotten me down. Life's been. Ru- I'll be the guy. I want to be the guy." <laughs> okay. I'm okay. like, life's been rough. It's been real, real bad. Struggling with the reason to wake up. Give me that reason. I'm, I'm gonna tell you, Jesus. Jesus loves you. That's the reason. You know. Jesus was God, and he chose to be born in a fleshly body and to suffer. All the misery that we've all experienced, you know, he, he was tortured, beaten, mocked by even the people in his own community. You know, he said a prophet would have no, like, honor in his own community because they rejected him. You know, even amongst his family and stuff, at first, James, which was his, like, half-brother, didn't believe until later. And so he experienced all that rejection, being beaten and bruised, but he knew all that before he was born on earth. He knew he was going to have to go through that and accepted it and went through that willingly. And he loves you, and he wants to save you. And and all you've got to do is give your life to him. All you got to do is bow your head and ask him to save you, and you will. It's that simple. You don't need to do X, Y, and Z, none of this complicated stuff. It's just calling upon the name of Jesus, and he'll save you. That's what Paul said. You know, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And that's it. And if you've got just moments left to live, that God loves you. You should know that. And Jesus wants nothing more. He said better. 
there's a celebration in heaven when one comes to Jesus versus several who have fallen away and have come back. You know, it's better. There's a celebration in heaven over one person. Because, you know, if you think about it, well, I wouldn't tell them. Well, I might tell this to them. I would love to see people saved. You know, I love because the more people are saved, the more family we have in heaven. And I love my family, and I, I would love to have the biggest family possible. You know, I always talk about one lot of kids. You know, I like a family. I like having a big family. But you, you, just, you just tell them about the love of God. You know, they've got to understand that he was willing to suffer and die. He wasn't someone who, like, woke up all big and powerful. He was born from a virgin. He wasn't born from some wealthy family. He, didn't, he was a carpenter for many years. He worked with his hands, you know, and was still. And through his whole life, he never tried to, like, reign power over anybody or anything like that. He just loved everyone. And don't get me wrong, he made commandments and he, he said what was right and wrong. But in the end, God loves them and wants to save you. And that's what it comes down to is the love of God. And people should know that if they don't choose that, they're rejecting that. They're rejecting the love of God. That's, God doesn't send anyone to hell. Okay, That's the punishment that he made for the fallen angels. Okay? And then he sent his son to die so that no one would have to go. That there would be a way out for each and every person. He paid the price in blood in pain and so if you if someone dies and doesn't go to God it's not it's not God's fault God gave each person the chance you know you can look at history there's historical evidence there's archaeological evidence there's the Bible you can pray you can seek him and you'll find him and so when you die if regardless if you go to heaven or hell you won't be able to tell God why didn't you ever show yourself to me because I believe each person will have the chance and truthfully if you say, well, why didn't God ever give me a chance? If I'm talking to you right now, God could be giving you a chance right now. This could be your moment, your only moment. You're not guaranteed more than one. Mm -hmm. So this could be the only moment you ever hear from me telling you, hey, Jesus loves you, and all you got to do is call upon his name. And so if you walk away and don't, you can't die and go, God, why didn't you ever tell me? Why didn't you ever come to me? Because clearly he sent me to talk to you. And so you, you will have no nothing to claim to God. You're so uh, incredibly well practiced on that. Well, I've done. I've actually answered that question many times. Uh, yeah. So when I worked at fast food, I talked to people about God all the time, all the time, because there's a, a large amount of people in fast food from all kinds of lifestyles, ages, experiences. So people you worked with? Yes. Yeah. yeah many of them. And I worked there for like three years. And then they would come and ask you? Yeah, I would talk to them because they knew I was. A, they knew I was a preacher, and so it would come up in conversation. Some of them would either disagree with me or want to argue with me, but it would always come up in conversation about Jesus because if they didn't bring it up, then I brought it up, obviously. I'd walk up like, do you believe in Jesus? Because I wanted to know, you know. Good conversational starter. Yeah, because if not, I wanted to tell them about Jesus. And, you know, and I actually had a, a guy I worked with who he, he was raising a holiness family, but he didn't believe what they taught. And we talked. I mean, we would stay hours and hours after work and talk. And he actually got saved while we was at, while we had just been off work. We were sitting in Jack's talking about it. He got saved. It was one of the most amazing things that has ever happened. Wait, he, so he, he started going to church? and um, I'm not sure where he goes to church now. I haven't talked to him in a while. I just, you know, he, he quit. He was a younger boy. So as far as I know, he, he, he was still going to the hole in his church because his parents. He was a kid. He was like 16. Sure. So he couldn't choose to just, you know. And I told sure. him, I was like, listen, read the Bible. And there's some truth in some things they teach. It's not going to be all wrong. I was like, just pray and read your Bible. And God understands. God doesn't expect you to just like, bye, bye, parents. I'm just going to go live in a barn somewhere so I can go to the church I believe in. It's like, 
many people in the older days, there's like one church you went to that kind of taught what you believed in. They just understood sometimes they'd read something. You're like, that's not what I agree with. You know, so, but I know, I know he's got a good job now. I've talked to him, you know, a little bit about God and stuff, but I haven't seen him in, it's been a year. So I just, you know, lose touch with people. After having read the uh, Seeking the Law, Finding Jesus book, I'll never mm -hmm. not be able to hear about people's, like, well, my family and not think of the whole uh, God speaking to him, saying it's not about you. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, cause a, a lot of people have that battle. That's actually a lot of people around here and stuff with like, different oh, denominations because they're, they're scared. They're, they don't want their parents to be like, you've rejected God because I, I you like, don't believe this one belief. I don't know that definitively, but I would imagine that's common everywhere, not just here. Imagine in most faiths, it's scary. Well, it's scary well, it's to walk away. Around around here, we have such a, a bubble of faith. Sure. Like I went up like up north, and they don't even know like things like our like basic knowledge about God. Like I, one time, these people were like talking about monks. I thought monks were Catholic, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> and they just didn't know. There, there was like we went up there to help repair a church in a community, and the community there was no churches, there was none whatsoever in the whole community. It's crazy for us to think yeah, about. Yeah, it's weird to think about. But there's they don't. There's a big, a big problem up north and stuff because we've gotten so focused on sending missionaries out of America, we've forgotten about Americans, and there's plenty who haven't heard the word, that haven't been taught, and that there's a big need up there for to, for missionaries to go up there and for talk to them and tell them about Jesus. I feel like you could make a strong argument that missionary work in America is like pretty dead, or seemingly it yeah. seems fairly dead, at least of like Christian. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's thought down a lot. I know several there's several organizations where they go and build churches. I think once like in the book it talks about Acts twenty nine, I believe it is, is what they call it. Acts five twenty nine, maybe what it's called. But and I know there's several other like organizations like that they like go out and build churches. And the one I went to is a missionary group. And they go and they just repair churches and they, they have a preacher. They've built several churches up north. They've had several guys go up there and become the pastors. Yeah, you know, I, I also think that like Hedrick's, uh, Hedrick's church sends missionaries throughout America. But it's also kind of weird because it seems like they just send them to other churches. Right. Yeah. It's, which is like it's an unusual thing because really the needs where there is no where well, there is but, no. But church. I mean, I, I think you know it's a good thing to send to everywhere if we could send. I, I think we have somewhat gotten too caught up, caught up in the fact that everyone around the world needs to hear about Jesus. That we forget that the, our neighbors need to hear about Jesus. Yeah. You know, and in, sure. and in part, don't get me wrong. It's probably a lot of us. You know, me and I, we're just not going out and telling people in our community. Enough. Sure. We're not reaching out enough. Cause, no. Because we, we've let the church and the community get too separate. We really have. We, we've failed miserably at that edge. That we've, there used to be a time where the church and the community was super, like, you know, it was super put together. You know, everybody knew each other. They knew what kind of, like, church they went to. And they, they knew who was, like, the governor. They might someone, they knew somebody who knew them. And, and they have, like, things and everyone would hear about it in the community. Now, a church has, a, like, an event and no one hears about it unless you're in that church. It seems like they've killed the link between community and church yeah. to, like, such a deep-rooted level, too. Yeah. Where I feel like there was a time where, like, man, churches, like, I think we talked about this last time about, like, my cousin, about the reason why she started going to the church she goes to now is because when she was pregnant, that church had, like, programs where they would knit blankets and right. quilts and stuff for pregnant women. And they would do like so they they were they were like raising money and buying her supplies and stuff and I feel like that used to be an, a normality exactly like that, that's what like a church did like yeah. a church was the community center 
and then it just one day exactly. it just stops. And I, I don't know. I think in part probably it's because we got so many churches. I think we do have we got too many, you know. Yeah, and none of the. I could yeah. drive and down the road, and so every it's like you know it's like the creation who's like, hey, someone needs to step up and do this, but not me, God. Not me. No somebody else. Me. Yeah, no, that's probably a thing too, because like there's so many. There's so I mean, there's like just in about a two mile radius from here, there's probably like five churches. Exactly. Yeah. I know. I and I know where all five of them are, and there's probably weird where like, I think. You're probably right. Like they themselves won't go out. It's just they assume like if you go to that church, they'll do something for you. Right. Exactly. But that's where it ends. Exactly. They and assume like, like if you come talk to them, but they don't really reach out. And that's important maybe because it's hard for ten different churches to reach out for ten different things. So it becomes all scattered. You know, in some sense, you know, I think we should have even amongst the churches should have some kind of like thing together. Yeah, they should know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So sorry about that. Let me mute my phone real quick. Makes sense. No, yeah, I think that, yeah, that, yeah, you think they would. You think they would, like, just get together. But right, yeah. I don't know. It's like, <laughs> it seems like it would be better if they just got together for community yeah, organizing yeah. versus well, just well, being like, no, well, I don't want to Well, that was telling me that originally the Southern Baptist Convention, that's what it was. That is, and what he understood was it was just a convention of people. You didn't have to agree on all the beliefs they believed in, but that you pulled your resources to help the community. Yeah. And I was like, and I was like, well, sure, that's probably what it originated as. Now I believe they kind of messed up somewhat because you know now they're voting on things that kick churches out. Like a thousand churches got kicked out a couple months ago over some difference in beliefs. You know, fair enough, I guess. Well, but sure, but then to let that kill like the community seems right. a little yeah, exactly. Well, sad. No, yeah, I, well, I think the whole the Southern Baptist is like too big. You know what I'm saying? Like sure. a community of churches sure. can have it, but when you got like all of America has one convention, that's that's a lot of of people trying to focus down into one group. Sure. Like at that point, you're over pulling your resources because the moment you get too big, you stop caring about your little man. And so sure. it should be like a small group of churches. Like each town should have like a group oh, of churches. yeah, sure. Because that way that you, you get together. Yeah, because okay. you care far more about the, each other than the guys in the, in the middle of Washington care about us, you know? Sure. And that's just a fact. And so I think we should have small. It would be pretty nice if we could have a church gathering where churches got together and it's one of those things that uh we should probably do but probably won't yeah yeah i would love to see it's just like it's like it's like anything else but the church has gotten really i don't know not all churches i've been to some churches that do really good they've got missionaries you know they they take their programs really serious but there's a lot of churches that are just kind of stopped a lot of that stuff they, they've stopped, just, yeah, they just stopped sending money for missionaries now some of them i get some of them they go down to like three members and they can't you know, and that's a tough place to be because at three members, you, at some point you're like, are we supposed to be at this church or is it time for us three to move to another church? Yeah, it seems like a lot of churches like hole in a wall of themselves. Like it's just they're in discrete locations and then it's like just them. Yeah, well, yeah. And they, they don't want to do anything other than that. Yeah, they get, but well, they get. Or the they'll do things with just themselves. Yeah, exactly. It, it becomes very easy to like have a community that you love to hang around. And just not worry about having more people. Yeah, not you know? actively doing. Yeah, things. which is wrong. But that seems like a trend that happened with all the churches I went to with my mom. There were at least there were two definitively that she back and forth with uh, with like me and my brother. Right. Yeah. And like both of them was like was the same thing. Like it was like they were just in their location, and it was just them. If they did anything, it was just with the people of the church. Right. And there was no, like, hey, maybe we could do something. 
There wasn't like anything like my cousin's church or that Probably. just had a community of women that yeah, were like, we'll just knit blankets exactly. and post That's, on yeah. Facebook if like a mother needs a blanket, exactly. we got you. And which is and super they, good. It's yeah, no, it's like, it's what you, it's what I wish they did more. Yes, I believe we have a, a big problem in the church today that there's not enough work. Yeah. Yeah. It's really it, it's easy to tell everybody, oh, we'll just go tell somebody about Jesus. Like, okay, that's easy to say. But tell that to like a 15-year-old. He's not going to have any direction. He's going to give up after 10 minutes. He's like, who do I tell first? There's a bunch of places you could go. And he just gets worn down and doesn't do it. There they sure. need to be people who step up and go, let's all go. You know, like like we used to go visit and sing at the the uh, what's nursing homes and stuff, you know? And yeah, that's like the – that's no, I, yeah, I think that's like an ideal way to target it. Exactly. Or, or like, again, I know I've already said this like seven times, but, like, the knitting the blanket yeah, thing, it worked. That's such a yeah, – It that's, worked, that's right? Like, she started going, and that yeah, was it. She exactly. was like, they didn't do anything. They just reached out and were like, and hey, do you need some stuff? That's a great thing because even in the Bible, it says what's true religion, but to help widows and, you know, and fatherless children. Sure. To, and that's what the church should be trying to do. If someone's starving in the community, they should help. The church should. And you have to. And like, <laughs> this is one of those things that, like, the more we talk about it, the more you realize, like, oh yeah, I could probably do that, but don't. Yeah. Anyway, so on on topic of that, like, yeah, they should, uh, like, just reach out themselves. But that doesn't seem to happen. Yeah. It, it, well, it's we've got several things. We've got a lot of churches with a lot of elderly people, and it's a lot harder for them to do it for them to reach Sh- out. Oh, one hundred percent. Exactly. Yeah. And then we've got a like. I've seen this a lot where we've got like a lack of the middle generation. You know, sure. So, so like I'm 21, mm. okay, and I've met a lot of 45 and 50 year old Christians. But, we but there's nobody meet, between your I age. I and rarely them. meet like a 30 year old. Yeah, it was the like same church. It's the same with like Hedrick when I went to uh, church with him. It was like him and his sisters and his brother and maybe a couple other. And, like, sure, they, they were, like, children, like, toddlers, but right. then, like, the average age was, like, 40. Right. And and we've got, to be fair, we've got this large movement of people who just think you don't, you shouldn't go to church, you don't need to go to church, therefore don't. But the Bible says not to forsake the gathering of together. It's an important thing. But we've got a large group of Christians these days that just don't think that you have to, so they're like, I go sometimes. I go when I want. Exactly. It's like, oh, about one. If I go like once a month, it's, you know, it's the same thing. It's like, ah, it's kind of important, you know, because the church will struggle without those people. They need people. And we have to get busy working for God for things to happen. You know, a church with five people, it's really hard for them to reach out to a community. It's hard for them to gather through together, right? Right? So you can understand they might struggle. But if that church on their member board has like 150 people, what's going on? They're why, not, yeah, they're just. Yeah, why is there 100 and some people gone who aren't showing up to church every Sunday so they don't have enough money because they're not getting tithes? And so, you know, it's hard for them to do anything. And it's because there's a large group of people who are just, you know, like COVID. When COVID happened, a lot of churches closed down and they haven't recovered since. When they opened back up, a lot of churches just, they didn't have the same amount of people. A lot of people had gone out of practice and. There has always been people who show up to church because their parents showed up to church, and that's what they yeah, do. Yeah, they just do it. And so that means that, yeah, exactly. And so when COVID happened, a lot of them was like, well, I don't, I don't, I haven't done that in like months. Yeah, Why would like, I do that? And they just quit. Yeah, and they realized there was no purpose for them. Exactly. Either. They felt no purpose yeah, in going. Yeah, because well, some of them probably weren't saved. Some of them probably just weren't. There was no real attachment. Exactly. There was no idea. It was, it was just, just uh, my parents went, so it, I went. It was just like I've done this since I was fourteen, and. Now I'm 50, and so I'm still doing it. Yeah. 
And those people are the ones that are probably idle themselves in the church are the ones that end up don't right. well, being a community. A lot of churches they'll they'll grow. I feel like that happened uh, in the first the first of the two churches that we went to a lot as children. It was one in Stevenston, and I feel like it just stagnated itself for that exact reason. It was just like old people, like older people, uh-huh. and like people that were slowly knocking at that age. And it was like that was the reason they were like, "Why do you go to church?" Like, "What do you mean? I've always gone to church." And it's like, "Yeah, yeah it's like that." But like, why do you it, go? And it's like, "Well, my mom went." And then you're like, "Okay, but yeah, it comes down to like." And, and just real quick, and like that plateaus the church, uh-huh. like it just plateaus, and then that's how you get, I think, these communities of churches that like just stay themselves. Right. There's yeah. no reaching out. Like, sure, I remember doing things. Like, I remember that church doing things for the members, but that was it. Like, right. you know, they're yeah. like, we'll we'll eat, but just us, or we'll do a Christmas thing, but just us, or we'll help. You know, if you need something, we'll help you. But then it's like, well, you're <laughs> this church was like, you're in a in a neighborhood. There are houses like surrounding you, like it was a, uh, like they're like on Third Street, right? Out of a, a line of like twelve separate streets, you know, gridded out. They're in the middle of homes, not like businesses, like homes. So it's like right, you guys yeah. are in the perfect situation to, yeah, to like, go to yeah. Or if you know, there's a school, home. there's a school. You could walk out the church and drive to the end of the road, and there's school right there, and it's like. I don't know, like, you know, you could do back-to-school stuff. You could just, if exactly. you needed to, yeah. save money yeah, and then try. There's project. They're, like, projects down the road. So, like, if you wanted to, you could just, if you had to, knock on the doors and be like, hey, we bought some backpacks and some school yeah. supplies. And, and, and to be fair, there's a lot of churches that do that around yeah. here. There is a, a lot. There's just, to be fair, we've got this thing where we've got, like, every every town's got, like, a, a ton of churches. So if five do it and, like, the other 90-something don't, then it looks like they're, they're not bad. a lot at all. Right, but at the same time, if all of them did it, it would be you know it would be pretty hard. That's why you know the whole like. That's why you would. Together. This goes back to yeah, the talking yeah, about the try to unite I, yeah, or not unite, but at least organize. Yeah, exactly. Where they can do things together, they can have events for the town. Yeah, not necessarily not Jesus Christ, not necessarily themselves. Exactly. Yeah, sure. Exactly. They could pull their resources. Like if you had a ten small churches, they pulled their resources. They could have an event mm-hmm. for to you know feed the homeless maybe or you know. Sing Christmas carols or uh, uh, we have a lot of storms down here. Yep. So you have like storm relief, disaster relief. Yes. Yep. Could we, be a huge thing if they got together. This is again, we're gonna keep talking about right, well, this, we, we, and as we keep talking about it, yeah. it's like the we could be helping well, this. Well, my church, we we're we uh, we've had that in the past. Where well, for, first of all, when we have tornadoes, we open our church for people to come uh, in because we have an underground like basement area, and so those are and there's no storm showers really around. And where we're at. so so if there's like a bad storm, we open the show. We open it so people can come in, and so someone goes down there and unlocks it so we can you know invite people in. And we we've had in the past, you know, we've had some problem with it in the last couple of years. But we're gonna start it. We've started it back where we're gonna start getting getting cans. You know, if we see somebody had some trouble, we we stop by and talk to some people. You know, go and help them. You know, if they need food or anything like that. Sure, I so, think that's good. But yeah, it, it's definitely an important thing that we, the church has got to like reach out to people because, like you like you said, you know, she went to that church only because of that. Yeah, because they reached out and they exactly. and they, they were like, "Here's some stuff." She, yeah, exactly. And she was like, she was touched, and it she, worked. Yeah, exactly. it works. It's amazing how it works. Loved. She felt yeah. loved and like she mattered. Like and there wasn't pressure. Exactly, and she just and and, and like I, in some sense, she felt loved. She felt like she mattered, and you know, and that. People were paying Those people her. cared. Exactly, and they cared exactly. And and a, a lot of times we get so focused on each other that we forget about the world. 
with like the, oh the world's crazy you know they'll come to us it's like but that's that's not how things work on you know that's that's why me and Hedrick said that when we ever start like getting around to actually going to people that's one of the things that like going to other churches that's one of the things we want to focus on whenever you get like around c- to yeah it. whenever you know, yeah whenever you get around I should to already yeah, be doing on, yeah, it put that on the I told the you like I told right you this there. conversation is just going to progressively just corner or like corner me off and be like. Hmm. Look at all these things that I'm talking yeah, about. People should be doing that I'm well, actively the, not doing. Yeah, because well, I think about it sometimes because I'll, I'll do the same thing. Where I'm like, I can do this later, and then I think about you know the Bible says you know our life's like a vapor, just gone in a blink. And then you proceed to sit there anyways. Sometimes. And you're like, it depends. You're like, I'll gamble. Sometimes I get up and I'm like, oh, I better go do this. You know. You'll wake up like I feel confident in this hand today. I won't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> I bet there's a tomorrow. Yeah, some, sometimes sometimes you take it for granted. I, I you know all people do. Sure. Sometimes they get up and have like a bad day, and they're like, I just don't want to today. I was uh, talking to uh, Phil about this Monday loosely. I was talking about how like I've spent I don't know the past like ten years of my life having an interest in like community organizing, uh-huh. and then just like not doing it because it's really hard to just find like obvious is around there. And then I was just thinking about that Monday and then Phil was like, Hey, you know, you could just do it yourself. And I was like, how about you shut up? Yeah. How yeah. about you? You don't have to bring that up. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Cause we, we have a bad habit of procrastinating. It's, it's a very so common easy. thing. You're like, I'm going to do Cause, it. Cause then it's you difficult. Cause you know, in times past, there was people who would help you, but now you're going blind a lot of things. It doesn't make it right. We should still do it. And if God wants you to do it, do it. Cause God will make a way. Okay. Let me tell you right now. If God's telling you to go invite twenty people to church, and all twenty of those people, like I, when I went, I went and invited a bunch of people to church. Right? It was so, so funny around here. I went and invited them, and they invited me to their churches. It's like, oh yeah, we go to church over here. You come visit us. I was like, let me write that down. We come, I'll come visit you sometime. Y'all come visit us. I like that's nice. Like yeah, that. there was a, a many people I went and visited, and they're like, oh yeah, I go to church here. There's so many. There's there's so many churches around this area that like it's crazy that I keep telling myself like I really need to go and talk to these people and try doing this stuff and then I just don't and then I'll go to work and I'll pass like two churches on my way to work right yeah or I'll just like, go to town and pass yeah. like seven more I'm like look at all these churches that like I have no excuse to not go to and talk to these people and try to like help out and then I don't and then I'll just come here yeah I'm now four episodes deep in this and you think that by now I would be trying to do that more but here here i am not doing that at some point you gotta like really make yourself you, yeah, you like, have to you, you you can't keep you know like even sometimes you'll be out somewhere and god tell you to tell somebody about god and you're like, oh, jesus i i can't do that but, that sounds weird but man the blessings you get from doing that i, I remember one time i was really sh- i was tired and i just got off work i worked like 50 hours of the week and i was god, t- talking to him about jesus like, god you know but i brought it up to him man it blessed me this man was talking about how he, he loved Jesus. He's talking about how he died twice, and that God had saved his heart and stopped twice. He went through a bunch of ordeals. He invited me to church. Great guy, great guy. He was real nice. I still have one. I gotta go visit his church. If you, if you, I'm very bad at directions, you know. And, and he told me how to get there, and I was like, I'll try to find somebody who knows how to get there. But well, he was such a nice man, and it and you could tell it really touched him. He was so excited to tell people about Jesus. And there's a lot of people. Even when I was going to invite people about Jesus, talk about Jesus. It was some people who just haven't been to church in a while, and they're they're so excited. Someone wants to talk to them about Jesus. Yeah. And it, it just it blesses them, and it touches them, and 
And for all you know, they pass it on. If God tell one person about Jesus, he might get it so tired, he goes tell he somebody goes and, else. He like, calls his mom or something. Exactly. Maybe his mom hasn't been to church yeah. in like four years. Exactly. And you never know. It could, sp- it could spread, you know. And, so, and sometimes you go, go up and talk to somebody about God, and they just ignore you most of the time because you felt like God told you to, and you leave. And three years later, someone else starts talking to him, and he remembers you talking to him, and, and he ends up getting he saved. He just goes, screw it, I'll go. Yeah, yeah. Sure. You, you never know. You never know. It might seem like you're doing nothing. But if God tells you to, He can use that. He can use He can use a little you telling somebody Jesus loved them. That that could be enough. And years later, they're sitting around thinking about it and having the, the worst day of their life. And God brings back that memory to them, and they break down and they they give their life to God. Sure. And that's an amazing thing. So you shouldn't you shouldn't think just because or someone might disregard your opinion that you shouldn't tell them about Jesus. If God tells you to tell someone, tell them. The worst they can do is like get mad at you or attack you or something. But like at the end of the day, if you're serving God, that's that's the whole point. You know, this to, to die is gain. Don't get wrong. Don't go like the middle of like some demon worship thing. Start like screaming at him. I don't think God wants you to do that. Don't tempt God. You don't don't you know. But if God, t- if you walk through Walmart, God's like, hey, tell that person about Jesus. Just do it. You know, it's it's easy not to, but just do it. Well, talking's fun easy to do but I, I feel like there's just a stigma against it too of like uh, people also don't like to listen because I think they have just an idea there's like <laughs> the way that just talking about God is portrayed on like media is always like you're just a zealot screaming yeah, yeah exactly you've got to be one or the other either you don't have a clue you're some Christian who doesn't actually know what the Bible says or you're yeah, some you're zealot who's like the Bible so you're going to go to hell. Like throwing the Bible at them. Yeah. Yeah. The, their sign just says you're going to burn in hell or something. Exactly. You're like, that's yeah. a guy that I want to go and talk to. Yeah. It's hard. And so that's how people portray. And and to be fair, we live in this world where we got our smartphones. Everyone's texting each other. And no one talks to anybody. No. Like, they don't. Like, I meet people all the time, and they just never speak to people. Like, they hardly go and shopping or anything because they don't have to. They've got their phone. They experience everything online. You know, I hate texting. So if I, I call people, I go see people. You know, yeah. But there's a lot of people I've met who just don't. They're like, ah, oh, why? Well, I just take people. And so when they go to talk to somebody, they're so awkward about it because they just aren't used to it. And they flip out and they're like, I can't do that. And they run. Yeah. They can't just have a conversation. Exactly. Because the, the more you tell someone about the more you tell people about Jesus, the easier it becomes. Don't get me wrong. It never, you never, well, that's not true. There's some people who just have no clue. They're like, hey, you know who Jesus is? It's immediately <laughs> the first thing they say to you. There, there's people like that. Have you, you know? met Jesus? Exactly. They're like, do you believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Yeah. And there's some people who just walk up and tell you, you know, but but they didn't just start that way. Well, rarely. I'm sure there's some, you know, but but a lot of them, they struggled. They just made themselves. And over time, you know, they prayed and they, they read the Bible and they, and God strengthened them. He, he gave well, you strength. Yeah. Well, it's just hard to talk about anything unless you start talking about it. Exactly. You have to yeah. kind of talk any idea through. An yeah. idea can't just sit in your head. You can't just go, I know exactly what I'll do. Exactly. And then I, there's probably a lot of people that do that. There's a lot of people like, I really want to talk about this. And then they have it in their head. And they'll go to talk to somebody and just butcher everything. And they'll go, well, I'll never do that again. Yeah. And yeah. you go, yeah. nah, dude, you just got to yeah, keep they, doing they it. They have the whole conversation with heads. And they walk up and the guy asks them some question. And then another like, uh, <laughs> and it's like done. Yeah. Like they're just, they just, they're like, I'm going to walk away and never do that again. Right. Well, yeah, it, yeah it can be rough talking to some people because some pe- around here, especially, like you might go up and be like, "Do you believe in Jesus?" They're like, "Yeah, but do you?" And then they want to like try to convert you to what they believe, and and so you're stuck defending your faith. But that makes you stronger. Sure. That, listen, 
if you go through as a Christian and you never challenge anything you believe, then that's how you end up being where you just like I don't know why you believe the things you believe. Yeah, you're just little, yeah. yeah. I would. It's far better to be challenged. I was. In, I went to school with a lot of like atheists and stuff, so I was challenged continuously about about God, whether or not God, if there was proof of God, evidence why I believed in God, what the Bible said, because they read something from some nonsense thing on the internet that wasn't even close to the Bible, and they're like, in the Bible, and you're like... <laughs> Just people who interpret it or like something that's, stupid. Yeah, that's not, that's not in the Bible. Yeah, Hedrick said that his thing was, uh, he just got more attacked on being a Mormon. Exactly. Well, not I, necessarily, they, like, the Bible was removed. It was just like, haha, look at funny Mormon man. Right. You, know, <laughs> you I mean, wear silly undergarments. I, I mean, that's kind of weird. I don't know, um, I don't know, I never, I was in, I was a Baptist, and there's a lot of Baptists, so... It wasn't like it was just like the fact I believed in God was the craziest thing, not the fact that I was a bad. What you were, yeah, exactly. Sure. They just you believe in God. I was like, that's right. They're like you're an idiot. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I want to talk about this. <coughs> we we can talk about this for the next five hours. You know, it's like whatever. I, I love talking about people about Jesus, and I've, I'm done with a lot. You know, fortunately, I've been I've met a lot of people who are at least willing to listen. They may not agree with me. I've Talk to many people who don't agree with me, and they have that right. They have Most that right. People. Yeah, they have that right to go. I hear what you're saying, but I don't agree with you. I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. I hope, you know, one day, sitting around alone, you know, God might come to you. I hope maybe some things I've said will matter. Sure. Yeah. Or if someone gets left behind, <coughs> like the rapture or something, then they might. There's still a chance for them, and so. I saw people all the time. Like, well, if there's ever like, if I ever just disappear and a bunch of other people disappear, the ground starts shaking. Maybe believe me. Open the open the Bible. Read the Bible. Just read it. Yeah. Or go talk to talk to some more people. Well, to be fair, most Christians, all Christians <coughs> should be gone. So you're have some trouble there when God comes. Oh back. Yeah, yeah, sure. They're gone. Not who you gonna ask? You know, you're gonna go look it up on the internet. <laughs> so read the Bible during the rapture. It's like. Hmm. Reconsidering. Well, you've got the seven years tribulation. You can try to hide. Some will survive. You know, some will. So, I don't know. But at the end of the day, if nothing else, when I talk to other people, I see the holes in like some of even my ideas. Like I've talked to people before, and they're like, "Why do you believe that?" I'm like, "That's eh, a pretty good idea." I don't know why I believe that. I just it's what I've heard. You know, before when I was a, before I wasn't really challenged about what a Baptist was. Years later, some some kid I don't remember who they were was like. So why are we Baptists? And I'm like, oh, well, you see, I don't know. I don't really know because that's what we are. I can't wait to stop being lazy and actually go to churches and ask those kinds of questions Yeah, like and what? get those responses. Like, I'm hey, why are you around here? here, especially there's a lot who have, like, their own bylaws. I know we do. Shh. Or I think they're called sure. bylaws. Or, and then there's the covenant. I don't know if you, you know about church covenant. You know what that is? It's like no. a lot of churches when you go into it's a big covenant, and when you – Oh, yes, I didn't you're know you were talking about that. Covenant. And the covenant I know you're like talking a about. big deal, you know? Yeah, I neither of the two churches that we went to, uh, I don't think it was not that deep. But there was no covenant? Yeah, definitely not. If it, if there was, it was not openly spoken about. We didn't know. Well, a lot of people don't. They'll put it in, like, small letters. People just oh, yeah, we agree with that and sign it. And 100% the church in Stevenson that we went to was, like, 100% just people that have been going there because their parents did. Right, well, and I mean, you can, by the way, feel that one hundred percent. Well, you can tell when, when somebody gets on, like, gets up to talk, and they're like, "This person's just reading something that's been read to them." Right, it's so noticeable. Well, well to be fair, you could have even if you have like four or five real Christians out here who just love God, and there's other eight people who are just mother in the spirit, you know. 
it's you know they just they don't get excited, but it's not you know it's not because of them. It's just there are six other people Good. in the middle of the church. If God's like, hey, go sing this song, and you don't, and then all of a sudden the spirit kind of dies. Probably mostly your fault. I feel, I feel like if there's two things that you can walk into a church and notice like 10 minutes into a service, it's like, A, if the majority of the church are people that are there just because they feel like they need to be, right? And then uh-huh. uh, just B, again, I think if it's just an extension of like family, just like they're like, well, my mom went and here I am. So well, I go. I and you I can notice, I, I swear I you can you, notice that. I don't know if you can notice it so quick. Like a couple weeks maybe because look like the uh, maybe, first, okay, maybe you come I, in on like a bad week pastor's having a, like a rough week and he comes and he just it just bad i don't know you could just watch you could look around yeah. at the people like no one wants mm. to be here right exactly everyone is right. like well if i but, don't come here yeah, it, oh god maybe. so this is we're gonna every, all over the place but who cares so y- the uh the barbecue place that i go to like every thursday i want to talk to her so bad man because okay. like every time i go whenever she's not making food or taking an order there's uh-huh. a table and on that, that table, like, has all, like, her personal stuff. And she'll just go and she'll sit down and, like, read her Bible. And she has, like, a thick, like, an old school, right, yeah. thick Bible filled with papers and notes. And that's all she does. Like, whenever she's not taking order, she sits there and she just reads and she just flip and, like, highlighter. And not just, like, highlighting, but she'll highlight. Uh-huh. And then she has, like, pads where she'll, she'll see her take a pen and she'll start, right, like, yeah. writing things. And I'm like, I want to talk to you so bad. Yeah, yeah. I really want to do I want to know what's in that Bible. I think th- I think Dad has. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I have to talk uh, to, to her. Yeah, I'm oh. pretty sure. Because that's sure like I, I could be wrong. Could be thinking of some other place, but I believe that they've been there once or twice. I'm I would have sure. I would have a feeling that she. I would have a, a I have a deep feeling that she's not one of those people that doesn't have a, a an answer if you ask her why she goes to church. Oh, maybe. You, I, I mean, it, well, some people. She, so there's something the there. Thing, if no one ever challenges you, and you're like, they're like, why do you go to the Baptist church? Like, I don't know, but here's what I believe. And so you you meet I people ag- who it's just it's not a question. It's not like well why why do you why would I not exactly yeah. like, can you give me a reason why not? I don't know I would I don't necessarily disagree with with what you're saying but uh-huh. like to sit and actively write and read well, well yeah but you're so writing you, but, but here's the thing right writing here's implies here's to some degree that there's yeah, an idea right yeah, she's thinking about something here's, here's the thing if I read this Bible every day it's not going to tell me why I'm a Baptist. Never is this no, but if you're me. if you're writing things down, that means that you're gathering something from what right, you're yeah. reading, right? Yeah. So she know what she believed, but this wouldn't tell her why she's a Baptist. Wouldn't tell her why, what Methodists believe. Sure, but that's book, and a lot of people are like, "Why do I care about all that? This is what I care about the Bible." You know that I, I okay. Let's uh let's redefine. Let's make sure we're on the same page here. I I don't. I mean like, I feel like she's. You could go and ask her why she follows God, and there's an answer. Okay, yeah. There's a so, genuine so answer. Why she believes in yeah, not necessarily doctrine. like why are you a holiness, okay, but like yeah. no. Okay, that's thought, that's thought, where we should okay, get. I thought you were saying. Like, I noticed. No, I, I noticed. Was like, I was like, nah, because if she's just reading the Bible, some people are like, the yeah. Bible's all in. I, so, I started to notice I didn't make that apparent when we got there, but yeah, like okay. no, because I'm like, this, she's writing things okay, down. Yeah, so yeah, so sure to some she, degree, she's reading something, and she's like, there's an idea that exactly, I want to explore. Exactly. Yeah. So if you, I feel like if you ask her, there's something. There's it's not just going to be like, well, I don't know, my mom did. Yeah, I'm I'm super bad at taking notes and stuff, and some people are just natural. Some people just I never highlight in the Bible. I can't. I, I've got a couple when I was a kid. Stuff I hurts me now. I, I, just, I can't do it. I can't. I got like a margin Bible. I can't write in it. I just can't bring myself. I don't know. So it just feels wrong about it. I, and I'm not saying it is. Just to clarify to everybody, if you write in your Bible with this fine highlight, I've seen people underline parentheses square. That's fine. But I personally can't do it. Seeing people take notes is incredible. 
Because, like, again, there's, like, there's a one thing between highlighting something mm. and that's it. Because highlighting just means, like, you liked it and maybe it applies. Well, it depends. Okay, so there's some people, there's, like, a whole system where each color means something. And the whole, they're, okay, like, now this is about the blood of Jesus. And they highlight it red. Oh, like, so there's no, they're not even prescribing anything. It's just, like, yeah, uh. They, and so they just, it makes it easier for them to find stuff. Like, to find stuff. Yes, I want to read about Jesus. And they, like, they have, like, it marked. Okay. Red is the color sure. of the blood of Jesus. So they can just. Flip through and they're like, where John was? Or like a red rock? Sure, that's probably here. That's, oh my God. Yeah, it's, that's it gets something. really detailed. It gets really, like the way people take notes, mine are like the bare minimum. I like <laughs> write like verses. I like that, so yeah. I circled it. And, well, well, mine, I, I take like a notebook like this, and I literally I open it up, and normally I write like verses down, okay, on a subject, and then I, I go down about a page worth, and then I write a summary about what I think it means. Sure. And yeah. That's it. Okay. That's, that's the extent that I ever. That's know. still. That's not bad though. Yeah, and that's and that's but it. I just that girl. That girl. I don't know, man. She's like taking like note notes, like note notes, not like reciting, but like there's notes. Like I like she's reading something and then going, I'm gonna explore this, and then does, and I want to talk to her about it. I really do. Right. Well. Well. Yeah. But I, mean, I also feel like maybe it's a little weird just walking in there on a Thursday and be like, Hey, how about you sit down and we'll talk about your Bible? I don't think so. I don't think so. If she's not busy. No, I don't think I, I would. I would almost say 100. percent She'd be excited to tell you. She that. probably would be. Most people, most Christians would want nothing more than someone to be like, "Do you believe in Jesus?" And just for them to be, I'm telling you, even when people do it to me, if someone walks up to me and they're like, "Do you believe in Jesus?" It makes me so excited. Basically, first of all, because someone cares enough to ask me, that's fantastic. Someone's serving God, that's great. And now I'll get a chance to tell them about Jesus. Okay, sure, but my problem is that if I tell myself that she wants that to happen, then I actually have to do it. But I yeah. can live in Nathan world where yeah. I just go yeah. like she I, would find a bother in that that I could nah, just nah, ignore no, doing it even though no I see way. her every Thursday. Yeah, there's no way I went. I went to a car dealership talking, and when this guy was talking, yeah, you said I that. I for two hours. You, he he was working for two hours. He was the. Uh, you said he was a uh, car salesman. No, but I know, but like he was a. Uh, oh, I can't remember what they're called Baptist? now. No, a Calvinist. No. Calvinist. Yeah, he, he said he was like. Yeah. It was he made you feel ashamed at how little you knew about the yeah. Bible. Well, no, of like that specific subject, because because he just he had studied it really well, and so he was like twisting some of the things, you know, whether on purpose or not. He was twisting it in some way, and I just never heard heard the Calvinists approach that way. And so because of my lack of studying, I was like, oh yeah, obviously Calvinists is wrong. And so I had like really look and be like, what's what's going on here, you know? Mm. Because he I, he made me look at him like, is it true? And I, cause, and I just, like, really had to look into it, though, you know, because I just never studied it. And so it's rare, you know. I'm, I'm not trying to pretend I know everything about the Bible or that I'm some super scholar. I'm not. I know very little about the Bible. But it's very rare for me to meet people who know more than me. It's very rare. I've met a handful of people in my life who, when it comes to talking about the Bible, they just happen to know more than me. It's a dedication. Exactly. It, it excites me normally, you know. Sometimes it makes me feel ashamed because I'm like, man, I should know more. Why that's, does this person know more than me? I'm like, I need to go home. I need to study this. That's why I'm very curious about the the girl at the barbecue place. Yeah, Because exactly. someone who's just like, that's what she does. She just reads it and writes. Yeah. And I'm like, what do you know? Hey, you know, sometimes <laughs> you know, I think about, like, what's his name? Talking about, um, what's his name? Charles Spurgeon talking about this guy who's like, read a verse of the Bible and stop and pray. Read another verse, stop and pray. He's like, I'm talking to God. He's like, I pray is me talking to God. When I read the Bible, it's God talking to me. Huh. And that's how he understood okay. it. And in some sense, that's true. If you have a problem and you pray, really pray about it, open the Bible. 
you it's so shocking. You're just flipping through your read and you're like, wow, that's the answer. That makes sense. That's yeah, a sure. point right there. And you're like, that's amazing. Sure. You know? And so, but no, yeah, it's probably really interesting. And I'm sure she, I would know she would be, she would she be would so excited. If you would come up and be like, hey, you, I hear you love Jesus. I'm going to have to actually I'm, yeah, do I'm it now. For sure. She would want to tell you everything. You, you have to actually. probably be like, man, I got to go work tomorrow. I'm probably going to, yeah, y'all are about to close. Probably time for me to leave. Just yeah. we'll talk about and and from then on, probably every time you see her, she probably bring it up. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go and actually do it now. Yeah, I should have said anything. Yeah, Here we a are. lot, a lot of people get. I'm, I definitely do. I get super excited when people come, and they're like, they really want to know. Because you know, some people are like, "Oh, you believe in God?" I was like, yeah, and they're like, "Okay," and they move on. You're like, "Okay," <laughs> that was an odd conversation, but sure. Even when someone really wants to hear, they want to hear what you're saying. It's it's so much. It, it's it's. It's really exciting because it's well, especially sometimes you study the Bible all the time, and you should actively go out and use that knowledge. You know, if I sit at home all day and read the Bible and study and stuff, and I never tell anybody about Jesus, it's not gonna. You know, I'm gonna grow and stuff, but I'm not using it to, as it's supposed to be used. Mm-hmm. You know, Ephesians chapter six says the Bible is our sword; it's our weapon; it's our offensive weapon. Now, faith is our defensive weapon; it's our shield, but the sword is the offensive one. It's, it's the one we fight with. Mm-hmm. It's the one when we're talking to people, we're like, we swing. We don't, we don't, we don't use anything else. That's what we use. And so some people they just sit at home all day sharpening. You never use it. As, yeah, doesn't do much good. You know, you're good at it, but if you never use it, you know, what does it gain for you? Yeah, um, you know what's something funny? I don't even know how this happened. I don't know what you mean. What do you mean? I don't this like why this podcast is doing what it's doing now. Like, I know I wanted one right? Yeah. for a while, and a lot of people told me that, like, I should probably start one, because, I don't know, my probably the best thing that I do have is talking. You're but, very curious. Yeah, and sure. You, and, you seem, and, and you do seem very, uh, I don't know what the what the correct word is. I, curious, I guess, probably the best way. You want to know the answer to your question. You know? Sure. Or I just, like... Asking people, yeah, sure, yeah. that is yeah, it. I think, I think the truly, question, <laughs> you're very question oriented. You're just you're curious. Yeah, I like knowing. I like knowing. Period. Exactly. Exactly. There's not like the subject within itself doesn't really matter. Exactly. But yeah, so I've had like a lot of people be like, yeah, you should probably start one. Yeah. And I'm also good at making friends, That's but right. at the same time, I don't know what led to this. I knew that I was like had I was gonna start one. I was like, I don't know what I want to talk about, and then I was like, screw it, this sounds like fun. Yeah, I mean. And here oh we are. God, probably the most important thing you can do. So. And now here it is. It's the only thing that actually got me this far. So yeah, that's true. Because otherwise, this equipment would be sitting in here, just gathering more dust, and being silent. Yeah, and it wouldn't serve no purpose. At least sure. this can help. This, and we've all got to realize that's part of our goal is to help people to tell about Jesus. Yeah. Now I got to actually go and talk to people and invite exactly. people. Yeah, because it should be an active goal for each Christian. You know, I know we're like going in so many circles right now, but I know. But but it should be a real active goal that you should sit down and go, "What could I do for the glory of God?" You know, just like if you do something when when you make an action. So just like I think I've talked to the last one, but like I'm a Rogers. What I do affects what my dad, my dad. If you if I go around blowing things up, they're gonna be like, "Yeah, his dad's probably crazy too," because he keeps blowing things up. You know. And so if I claim to be a Christian, I go out and just cuss in the world. And when someone passes me, I scream at them. I start shake, shaking my fist and tell them off. You know, when the cop pulls me over, I start cussing them out. You know, people are going to be like, man, that, that he's a real Christian right there. 
Yeah, yeah real ads, model yeah, citizen. Yeah, that adds up, and so it looks bad. So you should really, we should aim to like do what's good for God's glory. You know, even if we don't, and sometimes we don't want to do it. You know. Yeah, I'm also gonna have to get so good at just talking to like people, just of just wild denominations, you not just. just I, I don't think I don't think you have a problem with it because no. you're you're curious and you're yeah. you're rarely focused. You know, maybe too little in my mind, but you know, I'm different than you. I'm very like if you disagree with me, I'm like we need to talk about this problem. <laughs> but you're like, oh, it's fine. Let me just let it just wipe yeah. right off me. I just let's keep go. going. Sure. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's, that sounds let's go fun. Back and let me explain a little more. Here it's okay. It's okay. That's why I'm going to make sure every time I have someone on, I'm going to at some point have to ask them the whole, "What's your perspective on Paul?" And then every like so many episodes, I'll have you back on, and we'll just talk. Yeah. About what you think about what their thoughts on Paul were. Yeah, because I, I would certainly, I would struggle a lot more just trying to like sit around and listen. You know, in some sense, because you know, in some sense, I I want people to know what I believe. I don't want sure. them to know why I believe it. And if someone comes on, they're like, "We should sacrifice." goats to Jesus now and, and I'm going to be like oh, that's I'm going to be like <laughs> if somebody said that I would be like I gotta know continue yeah, yeah it's like no you're right I, I'm like continue but someone I'm like but like what if you're wrong about that I'm like yeah wouldn't I, even be a thought I'd be like nah I'm, I'm in let's let's learn about yeah, this exactly. let's learn yeah, about and, why yeah, goats maybe, gotta die and yeah sure in some sense it's probably a better in some way in some way you know I'm just not like that I'm, I'm far less sure. agreeable than you like if there's oh, 100% dis- if there's something we disagree on I'm like I want to know, you know, like why you think you're. I need like good evidence, not like dumb evidence, but like good evidence. Sure. Don't get wrong. Most subjects I don't argue about. God's one of the few that I'm like, okay, you know. And you draw unless, a line. Sure. Unless someone opens the Bible, they're gonna have a real hard time trying to tell me something. Because I'm gonna listen. Here's the Bible. I've got one. You right here. Tell me. Let me flip like, to I this don't page. Know, somewhere in the Bible it says I'm like, okay. Somewhere in the Bible is not very detailed. Okay. I'll let you take five and like Google it or something. I'm fine with that. But you can't just give me some random Bible verse and then ask me to f- defend myself for what I believe. Because <laughs> I'm it, sure that happens way too much. It, yeah, too. like in the Bible it says you know, kill people. So are you guys, in the Bible it says hate your mother and father. It's like okay, okay, that's it's not what Wait, it so says. So there's okay. So another thing that's I think worth mentioning right now is that the Bible also cross references itself like some odd thirty thousand oh, yeah. times. Oh, it's so it's it's nearly Im- it's it's worthless to take a single verse yeah, and then try to critique it because it's like yeah that one verse is probably cross reference like three other times and those three cross references matter deeply yeah, every, to the overwhelming meaning. Every doctrine is backed up by like. Four or five verses at least. Yeah, there it's realliterated. Yeah, there's some like I, I'm gonna be honest with you, the like the stuff about tattoos and stuff. You know, I I don't believe people should get it. You know, regardless, I think the Bible does say not to bark yourself. You know? Sure, yeah, but it's like one place, and so like I would never attack somebody for like having a tattoo. First of all, I don't attack anybody for anything. You know, sure, you know, maybe if they came up with like Jesus is like evil, I'm like okay, well now we're gonna have to talk about this because that's a that's a hefty claim you've made. You know, but otherwise, I rarely, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to tax somebody for what they believe. But everyone's allowed to believe what they want. Mm-hmm. You know, I want them to hear me out. But listen, you got to hear me out for a second. I'll listen to you. But they got to, like, I want people to hear me out. So, but. So, sure. You know what? Let's have, a, let's have a little bit of fun. I'll talk about something that's been, like, on my mind. Or rather, I okay. want your extended peer, or, uh, opinion of something that's been on my mind. But I keep getting, like, bombarded 
uh, by just reels and videos of people doing the whole uh, stance against God, where they'll be like, uh, "God is, God is neither all knowing or He can't be all loving." Because like, why would children be blind or be born blind? Why could right. children have cancer? So, what's your opinion on that? Okay, so you're asking me. Like, so, but uh, I want to uh, make sure I'm getting you right. So you're sure, saying go ahead. that if God is all knowing and all powerful and I, all loving. There's a, there's like a, and I probably butchered it, but there's, I think the way they go about it is they say God can't be simultaneously all knowing and all loving because that would mean that he knows that they're like children that have cancer or children that are born blind. That would be very unloving. It would seem like, why do children starve? And that's a stance they take. Uh, I I would like to extend something real quick. I think there's a, I think there's a poor way to use that and a proper way to use that. I think the proper way to use that is definitely like born disabilities. I think that one's like, okay. that's an argument that probably needs to be delved into and, and like really talked about. That's like when you go like, why are children born blind? Or like, why do children sure. get cancer? The one that I like disprove of, that's a weird way to say, but like quotations disprove of is when people go, why does God allow war? And then you go, well, you know. Yeah, because he allows man's free will. Yeah, well, that's a like, like men. Men why, cause why war, but sure, what? Yeah, that's the and that's I the mean, one I would want to focus it's on. A, it's a very odd question because you know we, I believe God is all knowing and all and all loving. So and He knows, you know, the reasons He does what He does. You know, and, and to some sense, you know, not to be you know brutal or anything, but at some point, you know, God decided. But it could be simply this, right? So even if I know you're gonna die, okay, and I love you, but. I just allow it to happen. It doesn't make me evil. And maybe it makes me kind of evil. But if God does it, God's the one who gets to decide when you enter this world and when you leave this world. I think he has the absolute right to do that. Okay? If a baby is born, for, for, for all we know, God, when the baby's happy, he gives him the spark of life. And then he just steps back and lets Unless what it happens unfolds, happen. Sure. Right? And, he, and regardless of that, blind people still get saved. There's, there's blind Christians, crippled Christians. You know, and stuff. People with cancer. And, yeah, exactly. And, I mean, I, I guess, but the thing is, the whole reason we think like that, that we think of bad and evil and all that, is because we, we know the concept of God, that God is good, and that, and, and like, in some sense, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's, it's hard to be like, oh, here's why, because I don't know, and I probably sure. never will know. And so it comes Same. down to a lot, it's like, it's like, if we step back for a minute, okay, and we, we say objectively there's bad, humans know there's evil okay and you only reach the conclusion there's evil if there's god i don't know i don't know if like they would say it's evil i think it's just unjust and i don't think evil's the same as unjust evil would it like be war or just the mishaps of war okay. but unjust is like unjust would be again why punishing is, the innocent yeah why is, is there is the ba- kids with cancer and I mean that's a that's a difficult. Some people I feel thing. like there are people that like that's innately evil, but evil is a strange word to use. Right? Yeah. Unjust. I think, I think, I think unjust proper. is probably the is the best reasonable explanation. But once again, if God is all knowing and God allows it to happen, there's a reason. You know, God already knows where they're alive, and they each get the chance. If you if a kid dies before they reach the age of accountability, they go they go to heaven, right? So at the end of the day, okay, God who is absolute has the right to decide such things. You know, if God wants to kill me right now, if he just snaps his finger and I die, that's his right. And that goes for any age group, you know, regardless. And and it says, you know, before you reach the age of accountability, you know, well, it doesn't exactly say that, you know. I th- I've talked about it before, about the, the baby who died of David's son. 
mm-hmm. with Bersheba that he he would say that I could come to him, but he could no longer come to me. So I believe that. I believe there's an edge accountability. But I'm not going to pretend like I know why God allows people to be born blind. Seemingly or, unjust yeah. actions. Yeah, exactly. Because the truth is, I don't know. But I, it's one of those things where, like, if I look at if everything else about God, okay, makes sense to me. If I believe it, I've, I've experienced it, I've looked at the evidence for it, all those things seem to be true, and I believe them to be true, then this one thing is probably an error in my own brain power, is my own lack of understanding. Because if I truly understood it, first of all, there's no way I can understand truly God's will and why he does the thing he does. Sure. So, and so, and yeah, and sometimes that is a difficult question. There's probably a lot of people who I've heard oh, answer yeah. it. I've heard different answers for it. There's a book, is, is God a Moral Monster? You know, there's a book about it, and I hear it's a decent book. I haven't read it, you I, know. I feel like it's the hardest question to deal with. I don't think there's a harder question. When you when you have to like, it's like uh, rationalize the unjust, seemingly I would say seemingly unjust. Yeah, exactly. Cause, yeah, because you never you S- never know what the real. I mean, bad things happen to people. Man, and see, it's a hard thing to articulate, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, because I mean, yeah, because it's because it's a weird thing, right? So there's like a lot of Americans I have this question, you know. But I was listening sure. to a missionary talk about he's like other countries they never ask that. Like, it just seems logical. It's like, oh, yeah, people suffer. It's a part of life, yeah. People yeah, suffer. And it's such an interesting thing because, like, in America, where we have it good, that's where we're like, why is people born blind, deaf, and all that? And the truth is, no one knows. Yeah. But neither does anybody know why, like, two, three, five, someone had dies of a heart attack. No one, no one knows. But God who gives someone life has the right to take that life. He, it's his breath that brings us alive, and he has the right to breathe it back in just yeah. as he breathed it out. Yeah, I've been, so I've been thinking about this a lot for like the past week, if not a little longer. Uh-huh. I would love to be able to articulate this right and not be completely stupid. So I'm going to try to take this at like chunks at a time, but to uh, to currently defend your position, because I'm sure there's a lot of people that would get mad about it, that people, would, people, people wouldn't like the simplistic answer of, uh, just God knows best, and God has the the right to just take your life away at any given right. moment. But to defend that for a moment, I think this goes uh, like you have to give way to this fact that uh, we don't know if suffering grants meaning. Sure, like for instance, to have to experience good, you must have experienced bad. bad you know? Sure, that's, there's so an idea like, like that. yeah, so like that's the thing one, and that that would be kind of in a way how I gather that argument. It's like you don't if God is all knowing, you don't know what that means. So then right. if God comes from a position where he knows like the only proper way for life is for life to is for you to understand suffer or suffering. Right, yeah, exactly. I mean, I always think back there's a guy, you know, I know he's done some broke things, but he's he's dead now. His name's Ravi Zacharias. I mean, he's had some messed up allegations, you know. I don't know if he did it or not. May he may have did. I'm not saying he did, I'm not saying he did. I haven't heard anything about him. But he said this, he's like, you know, he was talking about like you know, we talk about what's good, look, what what do we know of these he was talking about, okay, so a man has a farm, right? His horse runs away. Sure. And his neighbor's like, oh, that's bad luck because his horse ran away. Well, later they found the horse with a bunch of Mustangs, and they're able to bring the Mustangs back. And now they've got all the Mustangs. they got all and the horses. And the guy's like, well, that was good luck the horse ran away. He's like, good luck, bad luck. What I know of these things. And later his son's trying to out there break one of the Mustangs. The Mustang kicks his leg, breaks his leg. Now he's bedridden. And then the neighbor's like, oh, well, that was bad luck. You know, that happened. He's like, good luck, bad luck. What I know of these things. 
And then someone later comes by and they're trying to pick people up to go to this war. And he's injured, so he doesn't go. So he doesn't so go. So then the neighbor's like, he's like, well, clearly it was good looking. The guy's like, good look, bad look, what I'm noticing. And just in that small example, okay. you don't know. There's no objective <laughs> like way of telling. And so in some sense, we don't know. We can't see things in that like grand perspective. Okay, so uh, again, two attempts, probably very awfully to articulate these things. Oh, yeah. Point A, again, to just reiterate, is uh, I, I don't know if like we have the the capacity to separate suffering from meaning, right? So like, I don't know if we if we don't. It's really easy to just be like, well, life would be better if nobody suffered, and sure. then you go. I don't know if nobody really knows that first off definitively because we only have we have suffering as a definitive and we know how to, you know, move around that. Right, well, I'm, I, know I think a, I know there's a guy, I'm, uh, the guy who writes the book. I don't have enough faith to be an atheist. He talks about morality and like unjust and stuff like that. He's like, you know, because we put our emotions in it and our emotionally we can't concept it. But it's like objectively, you know, for instance, if God just allows, like if you have a deficiency, you know, if, first of all, if I smoke all the time and then I have a kid and something's wrong with it, you know, you're going to go, well, why'd God allow that? It's like, well, he just stepped back and allowed your actions to affect, you know, what happened. Now, we can pretend to know whether or not that's right or wrong, but we are too emotional about it. We're like, oh, it's a, you know, but we don't know the actual, like, whether that's right or wrong. We don't, we have no way of telling. So to simply end the, the, uh, morality part of it real quick. I don't bring my phone in here because I prefer to just not have that distraction. So I'm about to say something and like probably misquote the fuck out of somebody. Okay. But I believe, and that's with heavy unconfidence that it was Jung that said the question isn't why do people kill themselves, it's why doesn't everybody kill themselves? Yeah. And well, I think that favors the idea of fair, like suffer grants meaning. Kinda, oh yeah, but also his opinion was like you know, he was the whole. He was the one who made like God's dead and all that. No, that was Nietzsche. That was Nietzsche. Yeah, yeah I think Jung and Nietzsche well, disagreed. Like, did that? Well, I don't know much about. I think Jung was the one that was like oddly religious. Was he for his? Because I know, like Nietzsche was talking. I believe it was Nietzsche. I could be wrong. But like, to be fair, though, if you believe what they believe, right? Life has no meaning. You die and then you're done. Sure. It's like, why would you not just end the suffering and disappear? It's like, what do you gain by just going through this painful, miserable life? Because without God, there's no there's no rhyme, there's no reason to it. There's just simply your suffering. Life is awful, and so that's that's the reverend. That means your life has no meaning. Your life has no destination. There's no point, no purpose. You could say, oh well, for the next generation. Oh yeah, but eventually the world's going to end. So if that's the only reason you're hanging on, the world's going to end one day. So what what does it matter to the next generation? If you die before there is a next generation, it won't have mattered because when they're born. Their life still has no eternal reason. There is no point. Your li- life is meaningless without God. Sure. And obje- so, and, okay, so to, uh, uh, two things. Thing A, I have to talk to literally articulate anything. So that right, means yeah. that usually it sounds really stupid the first few times until I really get it together. Right. So two, going back to the whole unjust actions, like why do uh, ch- children have cancer? And does that make God unjust? Uh, as it stands right now, and that can change. That's up in the air to change. But as it stands right now, I think the things that I've noticed the most between uh, religious people and non-religious people is cynicism. And I see that non-religious people have a tendency to lean more into cynicism. 
True. And I think that right now it seems to me that that also crafts an entire ideology. Sure. When you look at it and there's like this like uh, children have cancer, therefore God is unjust, therefore why would I serve an unjust God? And it's like that's that cynical view really well, just yeah, like it, taints an entire opinion. Well, in some sense, you're like you're me- you're messing you're messing up the order because first off, God is let's just say God is real, right? We looked at God as real. Then we say, well, who's real? Which God's real? Then we say, okay, Jesus. Then we're like, well, let's read the Bible. What does Jesus teach? And then we have to say, okay, well, we believe in God. We believe in Jesus. And now we believe he's unjust. But he claimed he was just. So we have two. We either can say, well, my human brain is smart enough to know that God's unjust. Or we must concede that we don't understand. And that, therefore, it's probably an error in our own thinking. Cause like, I, like I use that example. You don't know. We, we just can't tell in the grand scheme of things what it, what it could be like. To, to whether or not it was better for something to happen to someone. You know, we can't tell, you know. If I die tomorrow, it, a lot of people might think it was a bad thing, but it could be a merciful thing from God because if I wasn't alive to live another month or two, life could have crashed and burned and I could have been in pure misery and wanted to die. You know, we don't, we can't tell such things. And so if, if, I, if, if you already reached the conclusion that there's a God and you say this God is Jesus, right? Then you have to ask yourself, am I going to pretend like I'm smarter than God? Because that's that's what the claim you have to make. You have to make the claim that I know better than God does. I know what's right when God doesn't. And that's a real claim to say that you know more. Because that means if anyone disagrees with you, you go like, no, no, no. I know best because I know best. Like that's that's a claim right there that you have to make. If you if you tell God if you say well God's wrong for doing this, that's if anyone else disagrees with you, you're saying your opinion has some greater value than everyone else's around you just because you have it, and that's not that's just not true. If God is real, and God is true, and Jesus is the Son of God, He was the Savior, He's the one who died and was tortured on the cross, and said that He was all knowing, that He knew the hearts of the King. If he knew all that, then you have you have to just say, "Well, God knows better than I do," and regardless of you know why did my why did my wife leave me? You know why why did my car blow up? Why did I lose my job? You know, instead of asking, you know, Job, Job lost everything. What did he say? The Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away, and he never stopped him. Was like, oh, objectively, this is probably not right. He didn't do that. He's like, the Lord has the right. So I would like to take a moment. To say that in a weird and extreme way, you're kind of like redefining my opinion or my statement. Okay, okay. That there's like it as it stands right now, subject to change. But like people who are innately atheist tend to be more cynical on their position. Right. Whereas like in a weird way, you're kind of removed from that. It's not like a the question isn't. It's like if if to you the question isn't why do kids have cancer? Like that doesn't even really register right, it's just okay, like what yeah. can i do to just be positive like if a kid with cancer well, like if you met a kid with cancer i guess i i kind of get what you're saying but i, I disagree kind of because my conclusion ahead. isn't like why do kids have cancer I'm like oh, cause, well first i have to answer you know why does anything happen sure and so that god that's got that's what i'm saying about priority but i feel like if your first conclusion is why kids have cancer and you never go further than that you're never gonna have an answer sure you go why, what's the purpose? What's the purpose of life? Then you have to reach God. And that, sure, that yeah. is what branches out from that. If you just sit around and go, there's evil, 
and therefore everything's bad. It's like, okay. That's cynical. Yeah, okay, sure. But exactly, and I, I, my mind is I've got to know why. I want to know the answers to these things. Sure, and then? And I can't just sit back. And, and so then I'm going to go to God. Okay. I'm like, who is God? And then I find God. I'm like, okay, so there is a God. There must be a creator. That's the conclusion I've reached. I'm like, okay, well, who is that God? That must be Jesus. That's the conclusion. Then I read the Bible. I'm like, well, here's Jesus who died, okay. tortured on a cross, was rose from the dead. Okay. Sure. I believe that there's a lot of evidence for that. You know, each person can look into it. Therefore, here's a God who suffered, bled, died, was beaten, said, Father, forgive them. Okay. So he must be loving to take an innocent punishment that he didn't have to take. Okay. For me. Therefore, if that God allows something to happen, it is his right and it is it must be right. It must be in some sense, objectively, the way that maybe 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 that's the wrong way to think. That maybe it's just simply the fact he allows it because he he allows it to happen there. Because if he allows a smoker to have a baby that can't reproduce, it was because of the smoker he just allowed it. He didn't fix the problem. And if he, I mean, to say him allowing that is right or wrong is is a different question. But I think that if if you reach all those conclusions first, then that's the question you battle with. The, the thing is, is when you wrestle with why do babies suffer, and that's it. Sure, but again, I think you're you're following a path that removes you from cynicism. You're walking away from that. Sure. There's no longer like the cynical view. It's not like what you're saying. It's like why do kids have cancer? The world must be bad. There's like you're walking it back and go. I just don't have the answer. And what am I going to do? Sure. Well, now. sure. I, I guess I can kind of see what you're saying. You're saying that I'm basically looking for the light at the end of the tunnel in some sense. Well, I think is what you're trying to tell. Yeah, it's just yeah. You don't. You're and not just staring fair, at a wall. Well, to be fair, it's, it's hard for me to like think the way you're saying. Even even in a in a vacuum, my my conclusion is okay. Well, that question is not going to ever have an answer because I'm never going to know. Just like I don't know when the sun's going to set. I don't know when it's going to rise. You know, I could pretend. That you know, but for all we know, the sun's supposed to set an hour ago, and it's still up there. I'm not gonna be like, God's wrong. Is that the sun? The sun is kind of hour long. God, yeah. Google says the sun was supposed to set ten yeah, minutes exactly. ago. Don't you see my watch? God, you know, yeah. And so I can't reach this conclusion. It's like because I, there's gotta be. A, I always gotta go to the biggest question and start there because that just seems like the most logical. And so I can't, I can't comprehend the. There's babies who are sick, therefore. There's evil or unjust, therefore God must be unjust because he allows it. Sure. The allow part is one of my favorites. Well, yeah, because that's the idea. It's a, God, heavy, it's a heavy burden. To say, to say, I don't think God wills kids to be born blind, deaf, but he allows it. He must allow it because he could choose to change it, but he allows yeah, it. Yeah, sure. And so, because, you know, he's not like confirming it. He's not like strengthening it. He simply allows it. Just like there was the deaf and God cured them. Know, there was blind, God healed them, Jesus healed them. There was crippled, Jesus healed them. You know, and for whatever reason, there's there's some there must be something to that. I don't know exactly what the 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 reason is why, but and sure, I in some sense, I guess you could say I'm, I'm running from the question, but it's because the question's not answerable. No, it's hard. Under the, sure. Under the framework you've given me is to say why do babies have cancer? There's no lock. But I, it's just that I keep, that's what I keep finding. Yeah, you're going to go, well, I don't know why. And it's like, but 
That's no, you. So there, there's. First of all, maybe we should get this out of the way right now. There's not going to be a definitive. Exactly. There's not yeah. going to be like a, I don't know. Well, the, there is no answer. Right, yeah, well, like God didn't just tell me. Well, he came down. I was like, well, Nathan, my kids have to have cancer. It just makes sense. Yeah. Like adults have cancer, so why shouldn't kids have cancer? It's not like there's a definitive answer. I think where I'm finding myself with the more I think about it is just like how you have to. Where do where where do you find yourself? Like when you ask that question, like if you just have to sit and go, why do kids have cancers? Like, well, what's the next step? Do you just go like the the world's unjust and that's how I'm going to live my days? Or do you just like go, OK, well, there's bad and some things just yeah, don't seem fair. But then right. what do I do? Like the whole like ideal life's not fair. You know, that's yes. But then it's like, well, what do you do? Right. And then I think that's like that from right now, subject to change, there's right, just yeah. a cynical break that I've noticed in these people that have those questions that go like, yeah, they, that's like their view. Their view ends up being that it's like, well, the world's just not fair. And then it's like, okay, but then what's next for you? Yeah, like if you, if you're just like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and to, that's and, the thing. And it's, the problem is uh, what I'm trying to say is like underneath that framework, the reason I keep moving just to a different framework is because underneath that framework, there is no answer. You're never going to find an answer sitting around. No, but you can have an attitude. You can have an attitude. What do you, what do you mean? There could be, you could have just like, how do, like, how do you feel after that realization? And what do you choose to do with the way you feel? Right, yeah, but my, well, see, the problem is my immediate thing is I've got to work outside of this framework because inside this framework is flawed. There's no, there's no way I'm going to, just like in the Bible, when David sleeps with, um, Write her name now. Said it earlier. Said it earlier. Name her name. No, sorry. Solomon's mother. <laughs> she was on the roof. My goodness, how I can I said it earlier. I can't remember. Bersheba. Bersheba. Okay. And David's son, first son by her died. Daughter, whatever, kid died in, in the womb or was stillborn, don't exactly remember. But you know, David, as a punishment for David, and sure I could go, well, that's could be unjust, but but I don't know. You know, God allowed it to happen. God clearly chose to happen. So to say that that is right or wrong is it's not something I have the ability to do. And and it's just in like I like you said, there's this I don't you're saying like in this framework, but I go back to that point and I go, Well, I don't know, okay, why God allowed that to happen. But here's the thing, if God did, there must be a reason. Yeah. And sure. And so anytime someone if someone comes to me it's like, Why is there evil? Why is there good? Why do you think there's evil? You know, is it really evil if if it's just something natural? And I always, I'm always like, let's answer the big questions first, and then we'll get to this one. Going back to the cynicism thing, uh, I know this is currently out of place, and maybe should have been mentioned at the beginning of this. But another thing that I hear, and oh my god, it's one of the critiques that I, I really don't like. It's Jeff made it to me years ago, and it's this okay. thing where it's like. Well, God said he made man in his image. Therefore, God must be evil. And it's like, first of all, just to clarify this, when he says that uh, man was made in the image of God, how I understood that and still do is that that's the capacity of good. The image of God is the capacity of good. It's not the evil. It's not like the the sin, right? That's how I've always at least. Sure. I, I guess like, I, I get what you're trying to say, kind of, you know. It's like the whole idea, you know. So when and then you'll hear people they'll go, "Well, God made us in His image, therefore war happens because God is war." And it's like, well, yeah, no, because because God gave us free choice. When God, when sin entered the world, when Eve 
ate the fruit, or when Adam did, you know, that's when sin entered the world before it was good. God gave them the capacity to do good. And sure, I get I get kind of where he's coming from to say that's what he means in God's image. It depends on who you ask, you know. Sure, some that's just say, how I see it. Some might say that God was, you know, kind of built like us, and then, you know, but you know, that God, God literally looked like us. Well, well, sure. some say, you know, like the whole like similar body style or something. You know, he had two legs, two arms, but like it's like whatever. God can be whatever he wants to be, so who knows? But it could just be naturally that God had two arms, two legs, and when he made man, he's like, oh yeah, you. That's what I kind of look like, so sure. We don't know, but yeah, but I guess in, in some of this it could be both. You know, we sure. never. Know. But I definitely understand what you're saying, where he's like, he gave the God. Yeah, but yeah, that's the image. God, if God gave us free choice, and I choose to stab you right now, it's not going to be because God. It's going to be because God let me choose, and I chose to. And if, but if He didn't let me choose, then I would have no free will, and then I couldn't choose to serve Him, and then I would just be a, a slave, basically. Yeah, well, and that that still goes back to like attitude. I think, like, well, I think yeah. that's like, that's again right now what I've noticed to be the difference. Well, yeah, there's, there's always, like an attitude. I've, there's always I'm, I've met people who they just simply they're like, well, due to the way I think, I don't believe in God, and I don't believe, and I believe that's a that's a conclusion some people reach, and sometimes that they're not willing to like pray from that. And there's a, a definitely a mindset where you don't move on from it. And the thing is, is though, sometimes you meet people and you tell them about Jesus, and they're like, even if that's all true, I wouldn't believe in God. Yeah, and, and those are also the people that think have the tendency to follow it up by being like, "My dog died last week. Exactly. That seemed a little fucked up. Why exactly. did God let that happen?" And or the Holocaust. That's one. That's one. Yeah, that exactly. one's funny. I like that one. I don't people know. go, "Why did God allow the Holocaust?" And that goes back to like, I, it's a weird. It's weird. Like I understand questioning God's justs. Let me finish. Right. If you're going to bring it up on like just you were born that way, like why that my daughter was born disabled. That's a little fucked up, don't you think? Versus like, yeah, so a bunch of people did something horrible. I don't think those are well, like yeah. no, similar. Yeah, I don't yeah. think those are comparable. I get, I get the the whole like the Holocaust law is a far different argument than like, then, like why, why was why my daughter born, born disabled? Legs, you know, sure. And it's just one of those things. It's, it God, sucks, no, God it? knows. It's like, who am I to decide? If, if, if sure. tomorrow I die, who am I? I don't have any decision. Okay, so I think the track you're on, I think, is a good one. But then I can ask, like, what's next? Like, when you come to that conclusion, how, what are you going to do next? You're saying, like, after I get to God. Sure. God. You're just like, well, things, then, bad things happen, and it seems that God permits them. I sit back. But then you go, who am I? And then what happens next? Like, what's the way that you choose to live your life? I follow God. I yeah. do what God says. That's the, that's the only logical conclusion left to me. And I would argue that that's an uncynical perspective, or at least it's a seemingly uncynical. I don't know. That's an interesting thing, okay? Because you, you, you and me, Christians, you're cynical. So oh, 100%. Not, yeah, exactly. And so, so to here, say that God's like the uncynical okay, idea here's something. is interesting. I, how do I want to How would I want to word this? Um, cynicism taints the tongue of the otherwise righteous. How about that? Cynicism could boggle anybody and everybody. Well, yeah, you can always keep being more and more negative. To the but it seems yeah. right now that people that are like atheists tend to have a stronger cynical view than those who are religious in whatever capacity. Yeah, well, around uh, in today's world... We right now, that's what it seems yeah. to me. In that seems to be the correlation. We have, a large, we have two things. We have a large people who think that science disproved God when it 
didn't. It never has. But people put out things saying that it has, and if anyone researched it, they found that that's a lie. Okay, but there's large groups who think that, and there are others like, well, bad things happen, therefore they don't see no God. Yeah, those and people. Like, but, but the fact that you can objectively say that there's bad things and there's good things, there must be a God, because otherwise everything is meaningless. What value does any life have? What does it matter if a baby has cancer? What does it matter? That's that's the outside opinion without God in my mind. Now, I think that right now it seems to be what those people yeah. lead to. Yeah, those people go like, I woke up and uh, not to put words in their mouths, but like that's from what I've seen tends to be the typical. They'll, they'll be like, I woke up and I question. I was like, God can't be just because he allows unjust things. And then I just decided to live my life as though there was no God, and I felt better about it. And I yeah. think that's like waking up to that nihilistic, yeah, yeah, like yeah, nothing yeah, matters you're, anyways. Yeah, I, yeah, you're ignoring too much evidence. Because if, if God is real and all that, then your opinion's invalid. It's it's not even the, the evidence part that gets me. Again, it's just like what... Like, what are you doing? Like, what's the, again, what's stage two? That's something that I would like, I would like to talk to somebody who strongly has that opinion because I really well, want to know what happens them, next. A lot of them, they shut the book on, like, okay, well, there's no God, and they just do whatever they want. Exactly. They, and they, they serve Satan's way. And then you just go, like, the, but, like, why? And they go, because, like, it seems to me God's unjust. And it's like, so what, you just threw everything away? And you just, you came to your conclusion that there there's seemingly wrong. It's like, did you, was there ever... A, uh, like, did you ever wake up and go, hey, maybe I could be different? Maybe in the face of unjust, I can be just. Not not to be like, I can be God, but you know what I'm saying. Like, you can be like, I can be well, the good I, that's I otherwise. Saying, but, I could be the God that's, uh, not, sorry. I could be the good that's otherwise unpresent. Yeah, but you're, kinda, you're talking to the wrong guy here. Because uh, Probably. I'm, I'm never going to reach that. I've never reached that conclusion, ever. Like I said, I was raised. I, read, I was raised reading, like, Job and stuff. Evil happens, you know. God. And you face it. But yeah, I think that's okay. But I don't even... Uh, the evil from um, or allowed good and bad happen. And you know when God uh, healed the so feeble man, I, <laughs> He said, "Your sins are forgiven." Then He was healed. So in some sense, those those medical issues that are happening to babies is sin, is sin nature, and it could be simply that there's sure. the sin passed down through generation. And <laughs> I think you take you definitely have more of a, a stranglehold and some would argue extreme position. But at the same time, I, I'm like. This goes. Th- this goes back and to to throw myself out and under the bus and uh-huh. defend you. This goes back to the. It's like heart. We're not in a position to know if life is better without suffering. Sure. We don't know yeah. what derives well, meaning. Also, to be fair, though, if you come, and this me, is this is when someone gets mad and they go, "What? You think I'm supposed to be happy that my kid died?" And they go. N- no, but that, I don't think that's what I'm saying. I don't right, think exactly. that's what anybody's saying. Yeah. I don't think when people try to be like uh, just be with God, that's what they're saying. I think it's right, like things, yeah. bad things happen, but like, what are you going to do? Do you let that just rip you apart? Right, exactly. Sure, I guess. And also, though, like, if you come to me, if you come make the claim like God is not unjust, a thing, yeah, God well, is unjust. You have to have a strong standing, one way or the other. Doesn't leave very room for like, oh well, you know, or or this is not really a conversation. No, my, I think, I think my problem is when people go, God is unjust. This is why, and then it's like, okay, again, sure, but what are you, what are you doing about that? Like you just go around and that's that's how you live your life. Like, is that your is that the superiority you're taking? And is that the right thing to do? If you just go around and you're just like, well, I don't, I'm not going to talk to you because you believe in God. God's unjust, and God's unjust because you can't answer the question, why do babies have cancer? And then it's like, is that how you live your life? Is that is that like the day by day? 
you see something bad, and then that just rules you. Inter- interesting enough, right? So you're talking about this. There's a William Lane Craig I've talked about in the past. He talks about stuff like, like if the atheist believed what he claimed to believe, he couldn't live his life. You know, we have to lie and add value to our life. That sure. We have to. Yeah. And so, so a lot of them, like, they That's reach that conclusion, then they bury what that stage conclusion. What stage two? There's no stage move, two. Exactly. So they and bury e- it and move on. And even when, again, like, I would love to actually talk to somebody diligently about this, like, who who yeah, takes yeah, this yeah, like, who like takes said, this the perspective. Wrong, the wrong, now, I'll tell you this. In the book, I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist by Frank Turek, I believe, is the book. He discusses this, and I encourage anyone to go read his book. He talks about morality and stuff. I believe William Lane Craig does too, and they're going to be much better at talking about this than me because it's just not a – it's not even – I haven't really talked about that much with most people. Most people don't bring that up because that's not – because I'm far – I'm like – because like I, like I told you, like if God's real, if this is God, if you believe God is real, there must be a God, you believe Jesus is that God, then any other claim you're making is to say you're above God. And therefore, you must surely yeah. not be prideful enough to say you're above God. Well, that's like that's the stage two that seems to be not or just not present when I hear that. When they just yeah, go, well, I just came to the conclusion that God's unjust. Therefore, I don't believe in God. Then it's well, like, well, what I'm, are you doing with like, the, what I'm are you doing not, now? I'm not trying to like wrap up all atheists, but there's a large people, a large group of people who just denies like the answer. It's like there's no God. Therefore, life has no meaning. Therefore, nothing has any yeah, value. Again, and they just pack it into a box and go, yeah, but I'm just going to seal this Ma- box, shove maybe, it away, and pretend like everything matters. And maybe I shouldn't, like, derive a pure definition to that, but that's what I would call cynicism. That's, like, pure cynicism that just exists there. I, I, I think that's the wrong, I think that's the sure? wrong word. Sure, I think what that's would the wrong you? term. Because okay, sure. They, the, the, the whole where, like, you reach a problem you can't solve, therefore you box it and shove it away isn't like a something every person does in some sense, but they but just do it a, on like the bigger problems. There tends to be, so but they, they lie to themselves. It's, it's a rather nihilistic opinion. Right, yeah, well, like, you know, the Bible says the heart is deceitful above all things. If you truly, if you looked at me and, and could prove you're like, God isn't real, life has no meaning, nothing you do will ever actually matter. What stage two? Exactly. The conclusion is, well, I might as well just lay down and die in my front yard. Yeah, what stage two? Exactly. And there's those weird people that, again, they'll be like, well, I just live my life. And so, yeah. And you and go, so what does that mean? You're lying. William Lane Craig definitely talks about this. He goes, you have to say, I think the purpose of my life is this. You're like, okay, well, whoa, whoa, whoa. You just said life has no meaning. It's like, yeah, but it means so now something. You're defi- yeah, it means something to me. It's purpose. like, okay, sure. But that, you have to admit, that's a lie. So you can't say, this is the meaning of my life. You say, this is what I think probably is something I'm doing. And so most atheists, they get this. Well, I'm not going to say most. There's some atheists who say simply lie to themselves because they, because they can't actually accept what it means to claim what they claim. To claim that they, their, their life has no meaning. Period. They might as well lay down in their front yard and die, and it would have meant just as much as the life. If they did something, it. sure. Yeah, they matter what. Something. Yeah, there's no reason to move forwards or backwards because nothing matters in the atheist view. Sure. And so, it's at that point that. You've got to go well. There, there's if this view is illogical, mm-hmm. okay. There's no, there's no place to go. Okay, it's, I'm trapped in a cage. Then you have to look outside of that, and that's where you must come to God. You must come. You you don't have to come, but I think diligently search will make you find God, and then you, the answers start adding up, and then you go, okay, well, clearly yeah. this is the right way. And so, under under the 
framework of your question under the atheist point of view, of course there's no answer. Unless they're willing to leave that box, they'll never find an answer. To, to very poorly stitch an articulate thought. I mean, like, yeah, sure. Because if you find yourself reading about Jesus, uh-huh. just like Jesus, like, a, like just actual Jesus, um, it would, like, it kind of presses the brakes on that rather nihilistic uh-huh. view. Because, like, you're like, okay, here's this guy that... Uh, willingly again hung for sins whatever that means whatever that means to someone who's christian or someone who's not christian reading it but there's like here's somebody who faced the world and carried that burden uh-huh and then said he died for you and then you go okay well that you read that simultaneously well by being like i just i have a negative outlook on life because yeah. unjust happens be honest, but here's somebody who faced that's a very unjust interesting conclusion yeah because in because the whole idea of why does god let the innocent suffer like a baby. But Jesus, who never, he never broke any laws, never sinned, not once. So he was innocent. And then still suffered, was beaten. And then said he did it anyone. and then did it for you. Exactly. He and said he carried that burden for yeah, like so, for your yeah, for so your like, sake. You would just think about it when That's a, a stage would, two. Yeah, exactly. I would argue that that yeah, in some sense <laughs> I've, I've not really thought about it like that. But sure, in some sense, you know, Jesus who was innocent suffered through all that and thought it was worthy for God. He yeah, said, you know, he said, "Let the cup pass over me," but if not, Thy will be done. And in mm-hmm. the end, that's kind of the conclusion I reached too: Thy will be done. Yeah, but so I just, I, I'm gonna be honest with you, that's really that's really that, nice. And to that's about a st- that. and that's a stage two. That's something else. It's like in the face of unjust, what do I do now? Do I just close, like you said earlier? Do I just close the book, yeah, put it in a box, and throw yeah. it away, and be like, "Well, I'll tell you why I do the things I do because every, the world doesn't, everything doesn't matter. The world's evil. Bad things happen, and why should I care?" And it's like. That's that's certainly an interesting way to decide to wake up every morning. But then it's like you have this story again. Rather, you know, you believe it diligently or not. You have this like prehistoric story by all measurements of this guy who faced all of these problems mm-hmm. and then carried it in one way or another and then just accepted it. And he was like, I do this for you. And then you go, that's interesting. <laughs> Maybe I should open that book and read that. And be like, oh, I can, I could, in the face of unjust, I can at least be good. Or there's a, a pathway to that. And I feel like that's you walking, the word you don't like, that's walking away from like a cynical view. That cynical I mean, I view of being. I don't, like, I don't dislike the word cynical. I just think you were using the it. Be, maybe it's a poor view. word, but that's yeah. like well, where yeah. I'm well, arriving. Sure, no, I agree with you in some sense of what you're saying. Yeah, I, I think that's a really good conclusion that I personally never thought about the fact that you know, God was innocent and when he came to earth and he still suffered. He went through probably worse than anyone ever has. I mean, hanging he, on a cross is pretty hardcore. Well, well, think about that. Before that, they beat him. Sure. They mocked him while they were beating him, spitting on him. Uh-huh. They put a crown of thorns was bleeding. So he's been beaten. He probably should have died from being beaten as he was beaten for all the time. Then they made him carry the cross. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. while he was bruised. They put the crown of thorns that was making blood bleed through. Then they hung him on the cross after all that. And then when he wanted water, because you, know, you can't hardly breathe in everything, they give him vinegar. Yeah. Yeah, all that's happening. It's not over. It's not happening like 10 minutes. He didn't like, and then like carry across 10 seconds and then get hung on. It was like And then an he hour. died that day. And yeah. It was like a whole day. Mm-hmm. That his whole day was pure misery. Mm-hmm beaten i mean just everything you can imagine while being innocent while being insulted laughed at mocked all this for a crime he never committed Mm -hmm. for a sin that he was never convicted of because he never committed and yet he still thought it was worthy to hang on the cross 
and say, Father, forgive them. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, that's and so that is a very interesting way of looking at it. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I've never, I'm not going to say I don't think of it like that, but I've never put two and two together. But yeah, then in some sense, just as innocent as so for now, so did Jesus as innocent. You know, at the end of the yeah. day, you got to sit back and go, Thy will be done. Yeah, you, you can look at it and go, I can. I can stop from being bogged down. I can move on from this problem. Yeah, or you can just carry it. Right, it's exactly. just another bag it that just you depends, can throw. And it depends on the framework of your life. Every different view, different, you know. Yeah. An atheist struggles with questions. I don't. I struggle with questions. An atheist probably does. You know? yeah, yeah, that's well said. Atheist. Sure. But, yeah, but I. that's definitely something that I feel like you can find yourself. Like, if you ask that question, like, or if you're in the middle of, like, that, like, God must be unjust, that's a place that you can find yourself and go, yeah, but in the face of that, there can still be good. Right. And that matters a lot. So, you know, it's like, what do you, t- here's another question. It's like, if you believe that perspective, what do you tell, like, if you stumbled across a kid who had cancer, what do you tell them? That's another stage too to ask about. Like, if you're, if you're just like, the world is unjust because unjust, th- unjust things happen to the, uh, the innocent. Like, if a, if there was a child with cancer in front of you, do you just go, sorry, kid, life's just a bitch. Yeah, you know, or yeah, you always, yeah, you don't, you don't, yeah, you don't like, do that. You yeah. can't do that. It's, yeah, like even yeah. they don't. Jordan, so then it's there's a p- debate with William Lane Craig, Jordan Peterson, and some other woman I don't remember her name, and they talk about this. Steve Jordan Peterson's talking about like the atheist point of view with like life's meaning. Okay, but you don't tell an eight year old kid when he's got a cold. Like, oh well, don't worry, you're gonna be dead soon. <laughs> like one day, one day, a million years from now, the sun, the stars are gonna explode, and you're gonna be dead anyway. So it doesn't matter. You don't tell an eight-year-old kid that when he's like, mom, why am I hurting you? Yeah, so we find ourselves in a weird position where if you're a person uh, in, a, in a weird loop where if you are someone who is like, I believe God's unjust, and then I go, well, what do you do? Do you tell that like eight-year-old with cancer that life's a bitch? Or right, do you yeah. just go like, hey, man, it, just keep your chin up. You know, there's the grass is greener or anything. You're just like, hey, just find something that matters and stick to it. You be a positive, yeah, I and tell him, I'm telling like, well, Jesus, don't don't worry. <laughs> sure, that works too. Like, but like, I would argue, I would argue, personally, would argue that like, in the face of that unjust, when you're serving good, that's you walking closer with God. And then here we are, we just looped, we just took one big ass loop where you're like God's unjust, but then I'm like, yeah, but when you decide to face that and be better. Yeah, you've reached the same, well, that's you, kind of what you just reached the same conclusion I did. Just yes, more I was, words. No, I was <laughs> trying to tell you that. I was trying to tell you that earlier. I'm like, I think that we're um, you're just you might take a more stranglehold position on it, but I was like, nah. Fair, I think you took like a three times amount of time. I told you, it was no, pretty hard for me. In to my, like, you were like in my defense, around is in my defense, okay? when we when we've had the conversation about what would I like, what would happen if a guy came up to me was like, I have thirty minutes right. to no, quick, I and you. I'm like, and I'm like, you God, so long God should, the same God should not send that person right, yeah. to me because yeah, I'm gonna be in like, no, in no point of that like. 13 different comments you needed to reach the same conclusion that I understand what you're trying to say at first. Yeah. yeah. Hey, we just think differently. Well, yeah, true. True, but fair enough. But, like, to be fair, I feel like it could have been summed up a little quicker. No, nah, but where's the fun of that? Well, sure. I mean, like you said, we gotta take sometimes the journey. you're thinking. You know, you're I, thinking so and you're <laughs> thinking, so you're like, this, like, oh, you yeah, piece it together this. while you're exactly. thinking so about you're like it. in the middle of like trying to figure out what's going on. But simultaneously, we're different people. I'm. Well, I sure. like the no, destination. I agree. I like the. I, I like the journey. And, you and like the, the destination. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, sure. I I suppose I get what you. But yeah. But you basically <laughs> just read the same conclusion that I was saying. Yeah, we just take different yeah, ways exactly. to get there. You just meant like, 
And you did make some good conclusion that I, I didn't, I don't really think about about Jesus and the fact that he suffered as innocent. Sure, I think about that, but I never connected the two. The baby suffered, so did Jesus suffer. But they were both innocent. You face it. It's an attitude. Exactly. It goes back to that. It's an attitude. Exactly. Well, you sure, can it's a mindset. It's a bad mindset. things can happen, and then it's like, well, what do you do now? Yeah, the conclusion is not sit down and die. <laughs> yeah, or the conclusion is not to throw the cast a stone at someone who walks by because exactly. you're just like, life's and, a bitch, and, and you deserve it. There's going to be those who reach the conclusion that, oh, there's evil, therefore I just might as well sit and die. And that's wrong, but, but it's hard to ever reach a conclusion. Yeah, like, we're never going to sit here and talk and be like, here's why. That's why I've been so interested on this. And to be fair, I also just keep seeing. I've just seen it from so many different like reports, like just different videos and shit, where that's like that's what they're talking about. Yeah, there about. is a, now. There's a there's a like I said, the book. I need to read. I, <laughs> I, I need to finish it. I just haven't what? yet. But about uh, about Frank Turek. I don't have enough faith to be an atheist if he talks about this. It's a first off. It's a difficult question. I think it's and it's the unfor the unfortunate circumstance of that question is if somebody asks you that question and you're on the spot, yeah. you just fall apart almost. Well, well, to be fair, the problem is... So it always... If a, if a Christian asks me, I can explain to you, right? But, but if it's someone who's like, I don't... Uh, this is why I'm against God. Okay, they're first reaching the conclusion that if there's a God, he lives in my mind. That somehow I'm smarter than this God. And so it's really hard to tell somebody, well, you know... Nope. Well, just think you about sure? this. Think about it. If, if they go, God is wrong, right? They first reach the conclusion that, that they're right. That they're right. Or that they know wrong definitively. Yeah, that they know right and wrong. Therefore, they have the right to decide. But I don't reach that conclusion. Most Christians, they don't. We, we admit we don't know. That we have to look to God to know what's right, what's wrong. You know, He's given it to our hearts and stuff. But I, don't, I can't sit back and go, oh, well, God was wrong for this because I know. But so when someone comes up and talks like that, they're not going to get an answer they're satisfied with because they're like, I've already thought about this, and I know. And you're like, okay, well, there's no room. Yeah, the, yeah, exactly. They're just like, I know there's wrong. Yeah, that's why. And then God why, permits wrong. That's why normally Therefore, was, God's that's why wrong. I, just like when we first started talking, I immediately moved from it. I was like, let's talk about what matters. The important question is God. Sure. I don't think you were wrong in that. I think well, you no, just sure, took yeah. your state. Well, you did the same thing. You just did it like. Yeah, I took, we took different paths. Like, you went like, let's just go in a circle to get there. I was like, let's just jump. Back to the beginning. Yeah, we're, again, we're, that just difference in our personalities. Sure, yeah, but no, yeah, it's no just I keep, I keep hearing it, and I just kind of wanted to talk about it because I keep hearing it, and I'm like, now it's just plagued my mind. Yeah, I've heard it many, many times, and I've read some stuff about it. But it's one of those, like I said, you know, I was raised, uh, Lord give us, Lord take away. It's just not something that really. <laughs> just, I can see where that changes. It, yeah, it just it's not something that affects me like. You just accept it. Yeah, like I'm allergic You're to like bees. Things are going to happen. Beast. When I was young, I got stung by a bee. I yeah. almost died. I, my, my sister noticed. They went. They had to stab me with like 20 shots trying to like stop me from dying. Okay, But I'll sit back and go, why did God allow that? I go, sure, bad things happen. Lord, yeah. heals, Lord take us away. Yeah, some people, and that's unfortunately not the, uh, I don't think that's the, the typical because like a lot sometimes yeah. bad things happen you, and people read, that they just it's read, easy like, to blame like, somebody read job you know you know his kids died sure yeah so, but it was a punishment for job and it's not was was it a punishment it was something that the devil took from job mm -hmm. and sure you could say well was that right or wrong so but i have to say well god knows if god allowed it therefore there must have been some right to it he knew either yeah it, but like, god can look at a baby and know at the end of their life what they're going to do so what he decides if he knows you're going to be saved You'll end up in heaven if he knows that you're already going to confess it. So it doesn't matter. So it doesn't matter if I die tomorrow, because sure, God has a value. And so, we, so yeah, it's just a direct. It's, it's always going to be a different point of view because my view is, is different. 
Your story of Job, I think, uh, is also fulfilling that idea, though. It's fulfilling that, like, uh, th- there's what's next. And that's what was happening with Job, yeah, essentially. It was like, well, things yeah, were it, taken, it, it, and it's it like, what's next? The Lord give the Lord yeah, it's like, away. do I just, do I cast everything away? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he didn't. I mean, yeah, it's like, how do you live now? Like, what's next? And there's, like, it would seem that, like, if you wanted to take the position of God, it doesn't seem to be a bad one. Like, if you want to yeah. read the Bible or follow God, doesn't seem to be a bad answer. I think it's a logical one. I mean, sure. I'm, I'm biased. I'm gonna you're be, biased. You know. Again, in your defense, it's it's a, 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 an otherwise map of some form of meaning. Also, to be fair, you can't not be biased because your opinion, you're always biased. That's why I hate when people are like, yeah, but that guy's biased. It's like, sure, but so are you, and so is every Anybody other with an opinion? individual ever. They've sure. never sat down and went, I'm objectively, I know what I'm talking about, ever. There's always going to read, no matter world history, there's biases. They're like, I think this happened. And then you read the next book. We talk about like Cleopatra. Everyone disagrees. Yeah. But that, I bet if I you, see, yeah, I bet if you sure. put them all in a room, they'd argue about it, even yeah. though none of them know. It's none of them are biased, know. and they can't help. And so you, you can't be like, he's biased, therefore his opinion doesn't matter. That's, that's not the right way of thinking of things. No, I definitely, I think it's a good question, though. I think it's a question, it's, it's a question worth asking. Why do unjust things happen to the innocent? But there's ex- there's an extreme the, my, way and a non-extreme well, there's, way. There's like the uh, harder to understand. It's just an interesting question because it's if you go from the framework of God, if you're a Christian, okay, the framework is God is right, God is just, God is loving. Okay, God allows good, God allows evil to happen. That doesn't make God evil. Okay, just because He allowed Eve to eat the apple doesn't make God evil. God. Just because He didn't step in and go. Whoosh, Okay, so if you go from that conclusion, the only conclusion is what God does best. And so it's just a hard question. Every person will have a different answer. None of them will be satisfied most, most of the time because it's the, in my mind, it's the wrong question. It's the wrong question to start with why does, why does kids get born with cancer? You should start with why does anything matter? And sure. that's the first, the first question every person should have to answer for themselves is, is there a God? The fact that I meet people who are like, I don't know, I'm like, what do you mean you don't know? It's like, how can you make any framework in life without first this first most important question? So if anyone asks me any question, my first number one thing is, who is God? Because no matter what you ask me, why, why am I allowed to suffer? Why is bad things happening in my life? Should we allow abortion? It doesn't matter what you ask me. The first conclusion is, is if God's true, if the Bible's true, then all these other questions, right in this book. And so the first question, those important questions, you got to come from this book first. Sure. Because otherwise, every question you're going to ask, I'm just going to ask with some opinion because objectively we have no clue. So we have to first, we have to look for, like we were talking about, that absolute truth, which is God. And so that's the, the question, why are kids born with cancer, why do babies die in the womb, all that, that's the wrong question. We have to first ask ourselves, is there a God? Because first of all, if you say there is no God, then nothing means anything. That's a dumb, invalid question. Of course people are dying like born like that because yeah, the world sure, works Yeah, because at way. that point you thought people are going to die. Exactly. So, like so the first conclusion is, is is there a God or not? I'm not trying to devalue the fact that kids die and all that. That's, that's still a sad thing. Yeah, it's awful. It, it's not, yeah, Exactly. But I'm not going to sit there and pretend I know what's best. If, if you give it in my hand, who lives and dies, that'd be a disaster. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So I'm not going to sit there and pretend I know. So I have to first answer the question, is God real? And I say, yes, there must be a God. 
And then I said, who is that God? And I said, well, Jesus is my friend. And then I read my Bible, and that's our answer to my question. So unless you answer that very first question, there's no way to answer the rest. Because, like I said, if you say there is no God, then you've, the question's invalid, so we can throw it out. Okay? Because nothing means anything. If they say there is a God, then you must say, who is this God? And you must answer that question. And then inside that framework, you have to find your answer. Because without those two first conclusions, your question's invalid. You can't answer it. Because an atheist point of view, if I say, why does kids die of cancer? It's like, that's an invalid question. Why does anything happen? Why are you born? Why did I? Why do I die? It's like, because that's the way the world works, bro. And so that's why I always come back to that. Anytime anyone asks me a difficult question or any question, I mostly I'm like, okay, listen. We have to start at the fundamental condition of life and reason and truth. If unless we can start at the base truth, which is God, there is no answer going to be found. So that's why, even like when we were talking about it, that's it's a difficult question because we have to, unless if I'm talking to you, it's a different answer than if I'm talking to to Theo or if I'm talking to some atheist. It's a different answer because I'm going to be like, we need to go back to this. We need to go back to God. And we need to go there first. And that's the most important thing because if you look at me and go, there's no God, and you're like, why? Because evil happens. It's like, okay, well, there's no just because evil happens can't be the only reason you say there is no God. So <laughs> people are going to hate that. I mean, people are going to hate that no, again because I feel like. There's another way to think about well, it. Well, unfortunately, I feel like there's just going to be a problem where people are going to hear that and they're going to go, oh, so you just like, you don't think, yeah, you yeah, just I think mean, it's okay yeah, that yeah, kids I die. Don't, I don't think it's okay. But again, in your defense, in your in your defense, I'll throw myself under the bus in your, uh, for you again, is that I you're just answering a stage two again. What there's you, there's like a it's not that there's not the unjust doesn't rule your daily your daily habits or just you well, yeah, well, it's, it's, yeah, it's on a day by day. What it just comes down to is is the basic conclusions of what matters. Okay? Even if and truly kids dying is a sad thing, it's not nice, okay? When when people die around me it's not nice. And you know, but at the same time when I die, I'm I'm happy to die now. If God wants me to die, it's my time. I'm, I'm fine with it. But that doesn't mean my mom and dad won't be sad. You know? Sure. And like, God, why'd you allow it? But as me, I'm like, okay. And so it's, it, they would never be able to like, oh, here's why God let my son yeah. die. And they're never going to have an answer for that. And and so it's just, it's there's no answer to that question without yeah, another, another, like, big question. And I mean, we're just going to end up repeating that over and over again in this question. Yeah, sure. Because there's no conclusion we can reach outside of that. That's just a fact. And No, because so I think both of us, no, both of us arrived, but b- both of us got to a part where it's like uh, we, you don't know. We don't know why that particular thing well, and, happens. And but then it's like, what? What? how do we decide exactly, to continue? What's the conclusion? What's the extra step? Or yeah. or the step that you should have took before? You know, maybe yeah, it, but maybe it, yours it, is like you walk around and get to the first step. Mine's the step back one. Sure. Yeah, and that's fine. Yeah, but and well, it's the same conclusion. It's yeah, just and like yours as long as you're like walking around. To benefit to benefit yours, but to like come to this conclusion, you're like I could die right now and it would be okay. Like as scared as that would make people, that's. Oh, that's the that, right way to think. I mean. Yeah, you're arriving. There's a stage two. Yeah, if, if I die, I don't, people don't need to cry. They don't. I don't. I don't. I don't need no funeral. I don't need all that. Yeah, because again, if you're coming to the conclusion that like the world's unjust, but then you're just like I could do something that benefits not just me but the people around me and uh-huh. then like if I die it's okay I feel like 
I did something in the face of unjust. That's like a, that's you're like wow that's a stage two you did something now again you you're taking that as like a, the framework of that is God yeah and sure well, I think well, to some degree that I said that we well, would loop around because yeah. I believe that if you do that that's oh, yeah, you that's, walking with God yeah, so this, we just that, looped yeah, yeah. but literally, literally like I was saying you literally you're like okay what's the next step and then you walked all the way till you got to the start again and I was like let's just step back once <laughs> so that's why yours was like really long and mine was like ten seconds because I was like just step back. And then you get that answer. Then you walk forward sure. to that answer. You were like, let's just move from that all the way back to the beginning. But I'm just weird, and I like that Well, sure. Well, no, I, I don't know. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just in my mind, it's like if I take a step back, here's the – because that's the most important thing. Because you still write the conclusion. God, God's what matters in that framework. Yeah, you just that's, have to – yeah, you're just yeah. like, what is that? And that's <laughs> the same thing. Because that's what I view it at. That's exactly. what I view you it. You can't answer the question unless you first answer, do you believe in God? Mm-hmm. And that's a fact. Anyone who's listening, if they're like, why is evil things happen? It's like, well, do you believe in God? You say no. It's like, okay, well, obviously that happens. They say yes. Then you say like, well, who is that God in which you believe? And if they are God, then they are all-knowing and they're outside of you. It's their creator. Mm-hmm. It's like you have to search for that God. And then when you reach those conclusions, then you've got to follow the God. Then you must, like Jesus, Jesus taught. Jesus was innocent. And he still died. And I can't objectively say what was good, what was evil. That was clearly not a good thing, but he still did it for God. Yeah, sure. And, you know, there's plenty of theories and reasons behind it that people have. But at the end of the day, the what matters is that God is God is real and God is good. And that Jesus died on the cross for me. And he died on the cross for everybody else, for our sins. And he was still willing, and that's the most important thing. It's like these other situations I can be bogged down in, but if those conclusions are true, then the rest has an answer. I just don't know it. And instead of being so bogged down in these questions that have no answers, it's far more important to go look at the questions that do have answers. Sure. Yeah. So, so And uh, to talk more specifically about the whole uh, God permits thing, I don't <laughs> – playing with fire here for a second – um, not to, don't want to drag myself down like a political landscape, but I feel like this is somewhat worth mentioning that we live in a time where it, it, people seem to be so obsessed with this. Well, there's, okay, let's just start here. There's this idea of like silence is violence. And that seems pretty popular among our generation where they're just like, if you see something wrong and you don't speak on it immediately, you're a part of the wrong. You're allowing you're allowing it. Therefore, you're a part of the problem. Like, you are the evil that I see. And it's like, I just don't think that's a good mindset to have. And I think that kind of just taints a lot of perspective. Because that just goes back to the, like, well, God knows that children die of cancer. And he lets it happen. And you go, sure. You can't say, you can't argue against that. Like, to somebody, you have to go, yeah, sure, God's permitting this. But that, I don't correlate that with evil. I don't correlate the the permission with the evil, right? And it's weird to say that because it's you. It, there's a lot to unpack there. Just all of it. There's a lot to unpack. But I just notice that it seems like a lot of people in our current generation just have that. Like they're they're they strive on that whole silence yeah, no, is I, violence. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. Yeah, I, that that you're allowing it by not acting against it. Exactly that idea. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I mean. Uh, yeah well i just think it's worth mentioning on the yeah, topic that, well that's the ideal of it. if you find 
Because God, because God allows it, therefore he must condone it. Yeah, and it's... Just because God lets me kill you doesn't mean God wants me to kill you. It doesn't mean that that's the right thing. It doesn't make murder right. Yeah. If it's it, simply God allowed my free choice, if he stepped in and stopped me, he would be taking my free choice. Yeah, and it just seems that there's like... that. Just That's a frame of reference that a lot of people have, or a frame of mind that a lot of people have now. There's there's just yeah, this obsession with like, a if you see something bad... Well, and like you don't the, immediately talk about yeah, it. Like the whole idea that like God, if, if there's a war to start, God can just stop it. He's like, then yeah. for men of free will. Yeah. <laughs> if the moment you go to do anything wrong, God stops you. Yeah, this. What you can't. Yeah, you there, you're dealing. Like you're dealing with just so like just such a heavy burden of morality on that. Because yeah, then yeah. it's like, well, would life be better? We don't know that. Yeah, exactly. You, it's easy. Well, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, if my son didn't go to war and get shot in the head, my life would have been better. And right, it's like, sure, but, sure, like, but that's not like, necessarily well, what I'm well, saying. In heaven, you know, we'll be happy. We won't have any of that. But I think as our bodies, our bodies are sinful now. And there's and as long as God allows us to freely choose, we'll choose evil. You know, because there will always be those who will kill people. There will always be those who will lie. Those who will steal because we're in the flesh and we sin. Each person sins. And so there will always be evil because there will always be bad men to do bad things. Sure. So, but yeah. Well, I think we had our fun with that. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> originally I wanted to just talk about the, I was, originally I was gonna just going to do the thing where I was like, uh, let's pretend I was the guy lost on the street yeah, asking. The, the problem, the problem is, is you're just the worst person to ask that. And well, that sounds bad. But what well, I mean no, by no, that first of all, is you're I too, wish, you just. I wish you, you'd understand something. You said. Here, let's just unpack what you would say to a man if he had five minutes. You know what I did? I five spent minutes. five minutes yeah. talking. I realized that how bad <laughs> of a person. I immediately was like, you're the worst person. Because like you are you just, in your head, you have like a pre-recorded yeah. message. Like, nope, I'm ready for this. Five and then it's minutes. like, bam. It took and it's like, well, that was simple. You wanted me to tell you if I had five minutes, what would I tell someone? The thing that's, that's five minutes. Simultane- five minutes. Simultaneously, that's like aggravating, but I would also argue a positive feature of you is that you just, it's like, if I asked you that question and I did, and then you answer, a yeah. typical thing is like, well, I can just like pressure this and be like, well, why do you think this or why do you believe this? But the problem is like, you just unpack, that's it. You're like, that's it. Yeah. You're like, this is what I believe. And then you say it, and you're like, this is why I believe why I say I believe yeah, it. I'm and not, then it's all done. You're just like, yeah. well, that question's answered. Exactly, yeah. I'm, I'm not like, let's spend 20 minutes. I'm like, this is the question. Here's the answer. Yeah, That's I why for- I stop and like re-say the question to make sure, and then I answer it. It like, takes me a couple seconds. Yeah, because like, in my head, I was like, no, I'm, we're going to have some fun with this. Because like, then I could just like ask, like, why do you think this? But the problem is that you're just like, this is why. Yeah, it's yes. already <laughs> in the answer. Yeah. And then, like, six or seven minutes later, you're like, and that's it. And you're just like, well, that was certainly the answer. Yeah, that was. And you can't take away that that wasn't the answer. Yeah, I was definitely the wrong person to ask them what yeah, I was going to tell people I was in five like, minutes. I'll yeah. tell you, five minutes worth of things. Yeah, you're like, I already know exactly what yeah. I'm going to say. But I, I don't know. I think uh, I was happy talking about the whole uh, cynicism thing. Yeah, we talked about the, yeah. We probably should have got, like, a definite. Uh, Dictionary or something like that. Sure yeah, but the yeah maybe it, okay. I'll that. accept that being the wrong thing. But like well, regardless, no, you may have not used it wrongly the whole time, but at some point I think you did. Like you sure, used, you used it in like the wrong context of just like the whole denying. Denying itself isn't like I think just nihilism well, maybe, maybe or I, like a neurotic perspective. Well, I guess at that point though, everyone at some point is nihilistic or whatever because each everyone does it about something. It's everyone like. Gets to some problem they can't solve, so they fold it yeah, up and put it away. I can see how cynical might have been like 
a little on the harsher side. Right, exactly. That's what my my thinking was. I was like, because everyone does it. That seems like a that sure. seems like a normal. Everybody human. trips. Yeah. So essentially. So yeah, sure. I think cynicism is like a whole like. It's a hard. It was a harsh like, word yeah, to it's use. It's a framework of thinking. It's okay. Far sure. Bigger than like just a specific. Just thing. an idea. Exactly. An idea that consumes you. Yeah. Sure. It's a more of a framework. It's like a religion or something. Yeah, but I don't know. I just like I said. I keep. I just kept hearing about it, and I've been thinking about yeah, it. I'm, you need. To, you need to read that. Uh, I don't have no faith in atheists. I, there's another book. I, I I can't remember the name of it now. There's a guy who talks about it. I'll have to find it to tell you about it. But there is. There's people who've answered the question. I've heard definitely heard good answers about it. But it's just it's one of those things. It's like rarely it comes into conversation. But normally I'm like, well, the bigger question is what matters. Like we were talking about thing. Yeah. In five minutes, I'm not going to try to answer, like, why does God allow things, bad things to happen? Well, <laughs> what's funny what's funny about it is, like, I, I've been thinking about it for the past week, but it's, like, the whole time I've been thinking about it, what's, <laughs> to, to go off what, exactly what you said, it's, like, the question itself was never the thing I was focused on. It was never, like, the, uh, it was never, like, the why do unjust things happen, and right. that's what I just was struggling with it was mostly like a week of like i just would hear people talk about it and then the whole time i was like well what do i do about it like when i wake up in the morning why do i why am i here like why do i keep doing this right like in the face of the unjusts why do i decide that it's like okay You're to saying continue that once you've reached that conclusion why do you what do you move on from that was your yeah idea. like at the stage two and, and again I, no, like, like i said and like, then i've spent like the past week that's basically and you need to read uh William Lane Craig's thing about, but he writes about it about like, if you reach this conclusion, like where do you go from there? And it's like, some point it's sometimes it's just lie to yourself. That's a lot of that's what a lot of people do. They pretend their life has value, even though they believe it doesn't. They don't think it does because they're they don't believe there's a creator. They don't believe there's anything after. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and so their whole and but humans can lie to themselves. The hardest deceitful above all things says it in the Bible. Many people lie to themselves. They create their own, I don't know, God. They create their own God, their own false idol. Mm-hmm. That's why the Bible warns about idolatry, because we create our own God. Okay. If left alone, which is what we do, we even Christians, they take Jesus and they start like making their own beliefs around him. Before you know it, they don't believe in my Jesus. They don't believe in Jesus of the Bible. They believe in their own what version makes them of comfortable Jesus. In exactly. some weird way. They like they like read the Bible and go, oh, I disagree with that. That was that was corruption from the Bible. And you're like, okay. Okay, but you can't sit there and say, like, oh, 60% of the Bible is right, but the rest is corruption because I disagree with it. It's like, okay, do some research. You can't reach that claim. It's like, I've met people, and they're like, um, they're like, why do you disagree with the Bible? Have you seen the evidence? No, but I, this is clearly wrong. And you're like, okay, okay. You can't have that conclusion, okay? You can't say, God is real. Jesus is the Son of God. He died for me, but the Bible's all wrong. <laughs> yeah, so, I, again, I spent, like, a lot of the time of me thinking about it was really just down to like uh, what I would choose to do in that phase. Like, well, no, what exactly am I doing? What I agree Which that's why I was like, kind of, uh, I liked your answer a lot because that's essentially the same thing you did. Because like we could have spent like two hours just being like, well, why does this unjust thing happen? But yeah. instead, it was just like it happens, and exactly. then here's to. the next step. Exactly. Well, like, like. I, I actually agree with you. When I read William Lane Craig talk about like what the atheists actually believe, what a lot of naturalists believe, and it's like, and I also thought, like, where do they go from there? How how are they? Yeah, like, what do you do? What's step yeah. two? How do you exactly? Because really, you read it, and you're like, wow, that seems like the most hopeless way of thinking imaginable. Yeah, and then the redundancy again is like, it's like, would you tell that? It, would you tell that kid with cancer that? Yeah, which the, is like, life's a, million, a bitch. In, yeah, in a thousand years from now. 
Yeah. Thousand <laughs> years from now, the stars are gonna explode, and your life's gonna be meaningful. Yeah, but then the like how I felt is like the way that you would a- you would answer that question. Like that's that's step one. Like you're moving past that. The, the, yeah. You're you're kind of walking. You're not you're not getting rid of the unjusts, but like you're carrying it. Right. You're like it. Like it's okay. We can move past this. And that's like if you again you wouldn't tell the kid with cancer life's a bitch. You'd be like, hey, no, like, you know, there's something. Right. Even in your short time, there's something. Even if it's just something you liked, you know, there, there's a- anything. And then when you bring that to light and, and you're just helping that person or that kid, like, you know, take those extra couple steps. You're, you're like, carrying that burden. And then, like, that's stage two. Then we would both, I would argue in a different manner than you, that that's you walking closer to God. But you know, I don't know. I don't. I, you kind of you lost me there for a second. Walking closer to God. Where where did you get this from? Now? Okay, so because yeah, yeah, you you. I if, was you were, if you were if you were if you were the per, if you were the person who came to this conclusion that like the world's unjust or God's unjust, you wouldn't say that to the person that you feel that way towards. Right, and so you're saying that. So you then, when you something different, yeah, when you closer to God, yeah, when you're being okay, when yeah. you're being the good, you're you're really lying. To <laughs> you're lying. Yeah, because again, because agree with it, you're like, yeah, but I can't tell a kid that because that's not what you tell a kid. It's like, so really, you're just lying to yourself. Yeah, so you don't even believe that yourself. Exactly. And then, but when you go to that kid and you you give you shed light on them more yeah. so than just shroud them in more dark. Yeah, and the, and the Chris that's thing is, you is, and I. That's the framework you were and talking about. The wild about. thing is normally when you tell that kid that like your life does have meaning, stuff, you believe it too. Yeah. You just when you sit back and think about, it, you're like, but objectively, I can't believe it. But you you know. Yeah. Because yeah. I believe everyone knows deep down that God, that God is real. You know, I don't need I don't need any other evidence, but like everyone knows. If they'll sit down objectively thinking, God's the only logical conclusion. That's the framework that exactly. you're talking about. And I believe even anyone who's really who's like willing to like seek for it will find God. Sure. Yeah, no, again, that goes back to like reading the story of Jesus. Or about Jesus, if you have that opinion, you're just like the thing. The world's unjust. Right. Yeah. Everything's bad. Own, and then yeah. here's this man who faced that, yeah. and a very positive notion. And it was like debatably one of the best, if probably debatably, not even debatably, probably the best like philosopher. Sure, you can read yeah. that and go, hey, this is a man who like faced that, and you know did so with his chin up. And yeah, exactly. Like, unfazed, he was. you know. Yeah, like, unfazed. He did, sure. He did it was his thing. It was. Yeah, and, and he, then he didn't like try to fight people for you know. Even, and that's, when, even when they came to abduct and or had taken the court, and Peter, like, I think it was Peter drew a sword and, like, cut someone's ear off. And he was like, hey, stand down. Like, Jesus picked it up and, like, healed him. And it's like, okay, take me away. It's like, <laughs> that's Jesus, you know? Yeah, sure. It's like the turning of the cheek. Yeah, could, you, could you imagine someone coming to, like, arrest you for nothing you've done and someone cuts his ear off and you're like, oh, let me just heal that for you. God, put your weapons away. Yeah, moral of the story, uh, saying that the world is unjust, is kind of worthless. It's, it's a bad, it's so, a bad, it's a bad thing. It's yeah, it's, it's what are you going to do now? Exactly. It's like... What's from, next? Yeah, from that box, there's no room to move unless yeah, you it, step out of that box. Yeah, it's what's next. Yeah. What are you going to do with that information? And I think... God. For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, whosoever shall believe in Him I, should not perish, but have everlasting life. And that's I, what it comes down to. I feel like you could make a fair argument that, again, God is a, a good stage two. Obviously, well, I think God is the stage one. God is the <laughs> God is the I stage. Think, yeah, you're exactly. 
God is the rock. That you God build is your the performance. On. Otherwise, you're building in stand, sand, and no wonder you can't reach a conclusion. Well, Every time you build something, it sinks. Well, I think we, I think we had fun. Yeah, we did good. Yeah, yeah, we. That was we, good. I I've, think I'm gonna be honest with you. I feel like when we listen to it, we're gonna be talking in circles a lot. One hundred percent. We were at, like at the very beginning. You asked me that one question. I answered that question. I mean, it was gone. Yeah, it was yeah, gone. It was gone. It was like, it was like I was like, that was tornado. That. You were like, oh. Yeah, then it was like about like twenty minutes of your, us your just. Your brain was like, hmm, "This is a. I needed more questions." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I was like, damn, he just he. Why did I think it was gonna take him longer yeah, to answer that than yeah, he did?" Yeah, then you looked at me. It's like, oh, well, yeah. I was for well, there was a couple things uh, we kind of like brushed over, but I think it's important. It would be. <laughs> it's one of those things going back to this damn thing, uh, where maybe we should also assist in this, but I think it's an important thing to bring up that maybe some churches aren't being as community driven as they ought to be. For sure. Well, we sure. talked about yeah, that. There, there's just been a large group that's been bogged down. That's just over time. They let the devil like wear them down or they think they're content. They think they're good enough. They, they think, think their community's they think it. Yeah. They think they've done enough. They can, you know, like any other Christian, a Christian sometimes compares themselves to someone else and goes, well, clearly I'm fine. But my, yeah, my, sure. my, my example of comparison is not another person, not my brother, not my father. It's God. It's Jesus. It's like that's who you should it's, compare yourself to. Don't compare yourself to, to John, some such and such, who lives down the to, road from you. To take, a, to take a note from you the last time we talked about, or like on the podcast and everything, it's like, I feel like we brushed over that subject, and it was probably kind of an important one that really needs a more lengthy and full expression. And the, the the question that I asked you at the beginning wasn't a, really a bad one either, and I probably could have done more, but to, to uh, go back to what you talked about, sometimes you feel like that's just not the right, that's not it, that's not where I feel like it was. And I feel like I've been right. thinking, I've been, I feel like I've been thinking about the question that we just talked about for like all week. Right, yeah. So I feel like a part of me was like, I feel like See, this is the one I want to This is the question basically. that I want to yeah. talk about. Yeah, I, I, fair enough, fair enough, to be fair. So I, and it, I think it went a lot better <laughs> yeah. when that happened. Yeah, that would, we definitely spent, spent a lot of time on that, but I think we definitely did like circle talk about it, but yeah, because that's a, I think that's the difference in personalities. Yeah, I probably made the same conclusion like 10 times while you were like sitting there trying to get here with the first go around <laughs> I kept yeah I kept getting your piece like yeah 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 and then building it all the way back up and you're like okay yeah but step number two you're like <laughs> then you got to step six and like now we're on step one <laughs> yeah like, there we are I'm like well okay it's it, it's okay we had fun yeah, well, yeah at the end of the day I mean it went well. there's nothing wrong with re no re, I mean because it was still a tough question when you listen to this they're not going to get like the conclusion no, it's a hard question. Go to God. But I think that's, that's okay. Yeah, exactly. First of I, all. I would encourage anyone, like I said, John 3.16. Read that. That's what matters. Sure. Also, it's uh, it's a hard question, but like, just kind of accept it. You, it, you like, made, think about you it for real. The best example to me was like, <clears throat> why does why do innocent children suffer? It's like, okay, but why did Jesus suffer? And then what did, how did, how did he handle it? Yeah, exactly. What was, yeah. yeah. It's like, if suffering itself is wrong, then everything Jesus went through was wrong. Yeah. That, that's that's what the claim is, you know, because Jesus from the time he was born served God and went through all this stuff. Yeah, or Job. Job is also yeah. a fair yeah, example. Job, yeah. He's like this man, like, in the face of 
of despair, there was still like a, a, a as you would put it, well, framework. Well, sure, yeah. He never like said there was no God. He said, yeah, God gives, God takes away. Now he did say like, God, I wish my curse the day I was born and everything was clear <laughs> and I have a good time. Yeah. But he still he said the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. Even his wife came out and was like, hey, curse God and die. He's like, don't be foolish. Don't be. Don't talk about the dumb women in town. Okay, that's not. That's you not do that. And so he never was like, obviously, I'm not going to curse God and die because God's right, God's just, and Job knew that. That's why Job always said, the Lord sure. giveth, the Lord taketh away. Do and I think that's the conclusion everyone's got to take. <laughs> the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. You bring up, right. you bring up Job, I think, was uh, was right. <coughs> I think it was a good one to yeah, also well, bring Job, up. Well, yeah, Job is... Job's a good example. A, a great example, exactly. Sure, yeah. And Job, sometimes you got to just... I sometimes when bad things happen, I think of Joe. I'm like, Lord, give the Lord take it. Yeah, well, it's not just that, but it's it's also interesting to like when someone just like just curse God and die and then go, nah. Yeah. Like it, like as rational that you can almost make that as an argument. There was like a. Yeah, no, like, yeah, I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, Job said to his wife, "Because what am I doing?" His wife yeah. was like the last one. He's outside picking skin yeah, off his skin be, and stuff. And but he's like, "Bro, just curse God and die." You like, you could also re no. You could make a point that we were uh, everything we said was a uh, was near worthless because just the comment "curse God and die" summed up everything. Summed up like what I was trying to say. Where it's like, where do you do? Where do you go? Do you just exactly? It's like God's unjust. Then I die. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that's that's actually true. That's the those are your options. You could be Job and say, "Don't be foolish." Of course, was God. That's the reason why. Or you you do what the wife <laughs> yeah. said and you curse God and die. Yeah, you're just like, and nah. He's that's the whole example. You're right. I didn't think about it. But it you're just right. everything else in your life gets cut out. It's like, well, I lived my life, and you go, what does that mean? Like, I just lived my life. You're like, oh, so you just curse God and die. Exactly. You that's <laughs> true. That's exactly that. Like one conversation right there was summed up the situation. That's Completely, funny. Yeah. That's funny, but I don't know. I'm still happy that we walked in our circles. Yeah. The yeah walking in circles yeah, is good. It's the, okay. At the very end of the least, we got to talk about the subject. This might not be the greatest episode you ever had. Probably not, but no. But but we got to talk it out and people can listen. You just to have it. to do it. For, yeah. First thing, this is uh, the fourth episode, so I'm still new at this. Still Which, a different. Well, first I'm of all, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go from a limb. It's probably the worst of the four. Probably. But, but it's just because you had less structure, just because, you know, yeah. like you said, you had this I, idea it, that my five minute question was going to last yeah, an hour. It, it when you <laughs> probably would have been better if <laughs> I just came in and was like, this is what I've been thinking about for a week. Let's talk yeah, about that. That would have been the that, smart it been, thing. Yeah, it could have been. There was an idea. Or you could have told me about it earlier this week. Yeah. Or, yeah, I could have <laughs> mentioned that. me a chance to think about I was, it. I was thinking about, about it all today. What? I was thinking about all today at work. Well, you, that, that you was said the you've been thinking about it for like a week. Yeah, but in all like, today. Here's a shout out. <laughs> yeah, and all today I was thinking about the whole <laughs> like. Told me it earlier too. Yeah, what do you do? What, what do you do in the face of unjust? I was thinking about that all day. Instead well, I you, haven't thinking about for a week. You said but that question about what I'd say to people in five minutes. Yeah. The whole day he wouldn't tell me what he what he wanted to ask until five minutes right as we started actually. Yeah, this is the this is also just a different. So what I've noticed and what I've noticed about this so far is like. I don't know. It's harder to do a podcast if you try forcing. Yeah. Well, listen. Anything. Here's, well, here's the thing. Sometimes the episode, not every episode has to be fantastic. No, you just yeah. talk. Some some episodes are just like rambling messes. It's like sure, but even if you gain like ten minutes out of that, like if everyone like listened to the whole thing, they got like last moment talk about Jesus and Job. That's it. If, sure, if, yeah. If they listen to the whole thing and they only got John three sixteen, I'd be happy. Sure. Yeah. yeah, it's I again I've noticed and I think that was kind of like probably the unfortunate failure at the very beginning of this episode. Like when you try really forcing something, it just kills it. 
It's just better. It's just better to be like, hey, this is something I was to thinking about though, for a week. You were, to be fair, though, you were wrong. There wasn't many places you could go from that starting I was just ex- I don't know what. That was 100%. Like, yeah, this is going to be quick. I hope he's got more than. That was what <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. When you asked me, I was like, I surely hope. This is question one of 10. That was going to be like five minutes. I, like, I was like, and I was ready. I was like, oh, I could stop him and ask him this. And then you would like basically answer. And I'm like, never mind. Yeah, I forgot. I should have just really <laughs> con- wrong guy, concluded. Wrong guy. I was yeah. like, yeah, I should have come that conclusion yeah but again i think there's a i'm just noticing there's a problem like when you try forcing that just to be fair though like the first episode was probably me unpacking what i told you in the first five yeah minutes. you did so just, it, just been the it was like a thing. recap yeah. it was like a five minute i just made you do a five minute recap exactly all yeah, it was. basically we just spent five which is probably still a good thing yeah sure, sure. I enjoy doing on a quick but I, from my experience it just definitely goes a lot smoother if you just go screw it. i just want to talk about something yeah just don't worry because don't even worry about it because when you and Seth were talking there was don't get me wrong. Me and him disagree about a lot of things. Sure. You know, I'm not a Mormon, and there's a lot of things they believe that I that you don't wrongly disagree on. You know, the whole Book of Mormon is, a, is full of things I disagree with. Well, not exactly, but they have a lot of doctrine that that's been changed. But inside of that, there were still many things I got from that. There was many interesting concepts about like talking to, about churches and their services and they yeah. should be doing more. And that was all good. It was all interesting to listen mm-hmm. to, and I and I listened to both episodes. Both of them, and I thought they were both objectively pretty good. Well, the first was a little better than the second, but it's not important. The point is that it's still <coughs> I gained something from it, even though yeah. the whole time I was like, disagree with that, disagree yeah. with that. That's what that's what all I'm learning is that it's just better to just shut up and talk. Really. Right. Would have just also, been so much know, better if I was I like, this is a thing that's been plaguing a we, week, my we, week. We never got to like do the talk together, so no one ever. But I, I'm the one who gave them the like the Mormon, the like. The book Mormon book, yeah, yeah, the book to give your Mormon friend or whatever. That's it's me. Okay. I'm the one. I'm the one who gave that to him. It's okay. The good news is that when I eventually get a third mic, we can have his brother, and you guys yeah, you can talk yeah. to his brother. But does he have that book? Do I have to buy it from him? <laughs> I mean, it's probably at his house, yeah, so maybe. I can probably get him to bring it. That's true. Maybe, and then we can just have it here. Make sure he reads it. I gotta buy him one too. <laughs> buy him a copy. Make sure it's worn and out. And then you gotta give him. That way, looks real worn out. Like I've had it for like ten years. You gotta get him a study Bible too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Did you give it to? No, I still have it. I didn't get the opportunity. If he hasn't, I'll message him tomorrow. And if he hasn't left yet, I'll just drive to his house and give it to him in person. But okay, I think we had we had fun. We saved it. We salvaged it. I just I just decided to like this is the thing that's been (laughs) plaguing me for a week. Let's talk about that. Yeah, sure. I mean, and I think it went really well. So I think we had fun. Yep. Yep. All right.